All right, all right, all right. How's it going, buddy? I'm clearly in a happy mood. You are in a great mood. Yeah, I got recharged, regenerated. I am pumped. I'm back from... My homeland, Your home whatever land. you want to call it, my my humble beginnings of Ontario. It's true. How was, was that trip, man? I was spoiled, man. I mean, come on. I went twice in the span of six weeks. Yeah. And um, it was awesome, man. I'm so recharged. I'm so ready to roll. Spending time with my family was awesome. And with Seb? Spending time with Two Seb weeks. was fantastic. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Anyone that listened to 22, I'm assuming if you're listening to episode 23, you probably listen to episode 22. If you have not, go check it out. Um, That's the Seb episode. It's the Seb episode. Mm-hmm. And literally everything we predicted did not happen. <laughs> really? He listened to like, so we're like, okay, we got the episode out. You busted your butt. Oh, dude. thanks to you. You, you edit, you, how, how long did you spend editing that episode to make it sure it came out nice? It took me about three and a half hours. Yeah. It was like that double the time you normally spend. Yeah. And yep. which is awesome, which is great. And Seb was fantastic. So it wasn't anything about him, but he was nine. Yeah. So he'd go off topic sometimes. And oh, for sure. He's my son. So of course, of course. Um, but yeah, he was, uh, for all the work you did, you made sure you got it done so we could have this cool scenario where we're sitting in the pool. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, this is for sure how he's going to want it. He loves the attention. He loves the yeah. limelight. We were like, you know what? My dad was coming to, uh, to Jen's house, my sister's house, and we were going to be listening and, and hanging out for the weekend before we were done the trip. And that's when you got it done by. Yep. It was all lined up. The perfect scenario to have a barbecue and listen to Seb's big moment, doing yep. the podcast in front of the family. And all those questions we asked that were playing to hypothetical future us in the pool. So we practiced with my mom because my mom and Steve, my stepdad, they weren't going to be there with my dad and everybody. So right. we're like, let's listen, let's listen with grandma. Seb listens to five minutes of the podcast. He's like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm like, I'm what? tuned what? out. I'm I not do not interested want to hear anymore. my voice on the podcast. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> He's yeah. like, no, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. He hasn't heard any more ever since. That's all right, though. It's okay. One it day he will look back and he'll say, you know what? That was cool. And the whole conversation he has with future Seb and grandkids and all oh, that it's still stuff, there. It's still there. It exists forever, man. It's Absolutely. Oh. The wonderful beauty of uh, podcast world. It really is. You might have heard a little skittish scattering. Coming yeah. in. That's Jake coming That's along, Jake. running. Hey, buddy. Little Jake boy. What um, else has happened? I played a solo gig. You played it. How did that go? Did you? Did that the helicopter was, come? Did you? I got no helicopters. No helicopter? Yeah. So um, there's no Diary of a Superstar? Nope. Yes. Yeah. We have another episode, so obviously not. I know. I guess. <laughs> right? I, I just wanted to give um, you your moment to, just in case. You never know. This, yeah. is your chi- this is your time officially on the record, even though we've played multiple shows since I got back to tell That's me. That's true. Yeah. On a podcast. For sure. Of- yeah. I mean, I've, I've already talked to you about this. Um, but at the same time, I mean, yeah, it's great doing, you know, that solo show. It definitely feels different. And there were people there who were there because they might have just read it wrong and they saw loops in the name of the advertisement or whatever. But it's no John from loops is what it was. And uh, they came out to see us oh yeah so i had to say oh it's you know just me you know it was like kevin yeah exactly exactly you're like guys i'm Whole sorry it's crowd. just loop it's yeah, just exactly. loop tonight that's all you're getting yeah, you can chant loop they're like boo so the other boo thing, or loop <laughs> they're so saying the boo other thing at that show is it was 35 degrees out yes you were it was trooper man started at one and went until four and fortunately i mean like we played this on canada day and um i was under the the tent and whatever and it was still blisteringly hot really it was so hot i was getting and you weren't even under the sun out. i was just heat in but the air i think it was between that like it didn't feel as bad as canada day because canada i think day canada was, day was around the same kind of temperatures yeah, or whatever it was. but doing that solo that took a lot out of me 
for three hours. Hey man, engaging with the audience. I love it when these, these they rarely, rarely ever happens. It's only yeah. happened a few times over our time together, even where you've had like that show by yourself for three hours. You do mm. so much in your show. And I, I constantly praise you because it's like our show doesn't happen. It doesn't exist without all the work you put in while you're up there. But to do that and then also do the stuff that I do, which I'd like to think is it's decent. It's a, like, lot. It's, it's a lot to engage well, everybody while you're still doing and it changes, creating the loop pedals. It and changes the vibe of the show. For sure. You know, because I can be building the loop while you're still engaging with people. Yeah. Right. And talking to people and, you know, talking about merch and stuff like that. Whereas I'm like, oh, man, I need to focus on building up this loop and not mess it up. Because if I'm trying to build up this song and then something goes wrong, then I got to start over again. And then I look bad. Yeah. Right. Or even just simple things like just, I mean, we don't have roadies and stuff yet at this point. Right. So it's like mm -hmm. just tuning your guitar or, you know, getting the other guitar, but it's like, I got to tune the 12 string yeah. right now or whatever. And I only have it goes one tune thing quicker. It's and like, I have only have like the one thing to say when my guitar goes out of tune. It's like, this is the, the, the guitar tuning song. This is my favorite song. They're like, you said that 10 minutes ago. You literally <laughs> said that after every single song. We hate that joke. Boo. <laughs> exactly. Oops or boo. It's boo again. It's boo again. But um, yeah, I mean, otherwise it was a great show. Excited to be back, hopefully, um, by the end of the summer with both of us. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Nice. I love playing there. It's Vibrant Vines for anyone that uh, mm -hmm. doesn't remember. Down in or, Kelowna. Yeah, in Kelowna. Yeah. It's, they're so cool, though. And I love their wine, by the way. I had So we got a couple bottles over the shows that we've gotten for free. Yeah. Um, and I tried one of their bottles for the first Did time. Did you? And it was delicious. Really? I'm just getting into wine now. You're not even a wine guy. I am now. Wow. It's great. I mean, I love what like whiskey happened? and all that stuff. I changed, man. Things you have changed. I've changed. You go I'm, to Ontario I went for to four Ontario weeks this summer. Four weeks. And now I love white wine. You're a new man. It's delicious, That's man. That's all right. I, I see why people like it. I've heard yeah. you, this happens. Though. A mm -hmm. lot of people like LeBron James, my, my sporting hero, he got into wine as he got into like his like mid thirties out of the blue. Now he just really? loves wine. It's all he talks mm -hmm. about on his, on his Instagram. It's not what the rock does though. The rock loves tequila. He's the tequila guy. He's the guy, Mana Tequila. Yeah. And uh, yeah, his tequila company is like selling for like $6 billion or something mental. So all I'm saying is be more like The Rock. Yeah. Well, we know. We've talked about this on the podcast, <laughs> I think. What makes me puke, John? Tequila. Tequila, if I mix yeah. it with anything else. Yeah. It's the only times I've ever puked in my life. Yeah. Is tequila, oh, we have definitely talked about or this. Or a really yeah. bad flu. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I puke more times from tequila than anything else put together. That's true. It's brutal. Yeah. So there you go. So if you are at a That's loop show, true, I say in like four like, years of knowing you. Well, you've seen me. I don't barely puke. I think even in four years, but no, it's tequila the one related. time I think that you've had tequila with me. Um, I remember you saying that you were going to puke, but then you didn't. You I like, didn't. I was you worried. like held it in though. I know. I was like, oh, yeah. dude, tequila. And sometimes people will be like, hey, I'm past the point now where I'll even allow stray shots to enter my night. Like they can't. Yeah. Someone's like, hey, I got a round of shots. I'm like. Uh, what's in that thing mm -hmm. if there's any tequila in it no get it get it away from me yeah although i could just drink tequila all night long just tequila and i am solid yeah i don't know why i don't think you're just allowed to mix tequila with anything well you're just a weird dude well for anyone that is interested in the psychology behind it you should watch a funny stand-up bit by jim brewer he was on snl in the mid 90s he was in the half-baked movie and uh, he does a really funny stand-up bit about tequila and and creating analogies of tequila being guests at a party, all mm -hmm. the different booze. So you have like beer and beers oh, like rowdy okay, and yeah. having fun, and yeah. and then all of a sudden here comes the you know, the the Jagger shots, and oh Jagger comes and he's like, "What's up, bro?" And Jagger's having a good time, and the party's just is that what you think you are? I'm the Jagger. You're the Jagger, <laughs> bro. I'm Jagger, bro. Oh, I know. Hey, man. I don't. I can't argue with the results, dude. <laughs> can't argue with the results. Jagger's. Although my mom, as you know, but I'll share it with the podcast. We talk so much about Jagger and our dream to get sponsored by delicious delicious Jagger. my mom Jagger, if you're listening Jagger Canada 
is your biggest uh, adversary in our sponsorship mm-hmm. vision and goals. She's like, no, you need to stop doing Jaeger shots. They're like so high in calories. Yeah. Each Jaeger shot so is like 120 ch- calories because of all the sugar. Yeah. I think it's my mom's way of telling me I need to lose weight, but she's like, <laughs> cut out the Jagger shots, Kevin. Which, by the way, is what a subtle way of you also mentioning that you have been losing weight. I have. Yeah, a I've little lost bit. like 12 pounds. Yeah, which yeah. is awesome. Thanks, man. I know everybody at home was really concerned. They could uh, hear, oh, yeah. I probably absolutely. sound a little lighter in my voice. You do. And uh, I know now everyone at home is, uh, is probably very happy. It's true. Um, but we have had a couple of shows since you have been back. We have. Right? So An we epic had one, show. We had one canceled on us. Um basically 48 hours before which it happens and things come up for venues or whatever it is so neither here nor there you know unfortunate situation but yeah we had two great shows that were on either side of that one so it was supposed to be on the saturday of the long weekend and we played the friday night we played the sunday night and both of those two shows were great um what the do you sun, want to talk the about? The Sunday was a Sun Peak show. We talked about that for yeah. a few weeks on the podcast. The Friday was the bar side gig, which yeah. one that one was, you know, getting back on our feet, yeah. getting the rust off after two weeks, which I the think, rust, the rust. Like, but I know. think it was a good one to do because we're it's old hat at this point. We played bar side so many times. It's always mm-hmm. a new crowd. Um, there's always some regulars that come that anticipate Luke's, but it was nice. Just kind of it's a three hour show, stretch our legs. And like you said, right, shake a little bit of rust if there's yeah. anything. Um, Sun Peaks was awesome. That was super Sun fun because that was yeah. their that was their Canada day or sorry BC day, not Canada mm-hmm. BC day festival. Um, I loved that. I had fun up there, man. It was awesome. It sounds fun. We both though, right? Like we both were itching to get up on the stage, even as a Friday. We yeah. talked about that and how excited we both were. Is like nothing's better than the stage, man. I love being on stage and just connecting with people. Yeah, and that leads to me my highlight um, as we're catching up on our on our weeks in review, um, which was the Scotch Creek Hub show. Absolutely. So Scotch Creek, um, we've mentioned a few shows that we've played um, to you guys listening and uh, how great they've been and how receptive they are. And Scotch Creek Hub is like one of the go-to places in the Okanagan for any artist to play. Anyone who's anyone that we know kind of have, have at least if they've been playing for a little while, have gotten their feet in there and they've played mm-hmm. that show. Um, and it's something I want to highlight. Like, and again, honestly, not patting my, my back or anything, but we're we talk about like the things we make mistakes of. And we also talk about some of the things we're doing good. And is that persistence, right? Is that kicking the door down and, and finding that fine balance between really pushing yourself for your goals, being this squeaky wheel that gets the grease while not alienating and, you know, pushing away potential business partners or, or venues to play. Mm-hmm. And it's something I think I've gotten decent at. We've talked about this off, off, obviously off air, as you always laugh at me about. Yeah. Um, but away from the podcast, we've talked about the value of that. And yeah, um, Angela, the owner at, uh, at the hub, they loved us, but they didn't have any more spots for the rest of the summer. We had thrown around the idea in spring when we played about um, potentially maybe playing like earlier in the week or opening up a separate day of the week that would be just for loops. Yeah. And when I was in Ontario, I just kind of was motivated on it. I'm like, man, it's silly if we don't go back there and play there because we, we have such a good turnout there. Like people, even if they don't know who loops are, like they just, the vibe fits perfect. It does. And we're, we're wasting, we're burning money and they're burning money if we don't take advantage of this. And I kind of harassed her enough in a gentle way that got her to like give us a shot to play on Tuesdays. They open up a whole new night of the week that they never normally play. Mm-hmm. Um, she she was like, you know, we're taking a chance on this. I don't know how many people are going to even be there. It's Tuesday, yeah. midweek in the summer. Like it might yeah. be completely dead. 
And how was it, John? It was amazing. So it's mental. Not <laughs> so not only that, but it was also the Tuesday after the long weekend when people are burnt out. Like when they're people done, are burnt out. They don't want to be going out. Or so they've already gone home. The other thing is, Scotch Creek is known for doing live music Wednesdays through Sundays throughout the entire summer. So they are a consistent music venue. And then I'm pretty sure that they do like music trivia or something like that on Monday nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So Tuesdays are like the only day of the week where they're not doing anything. Yeah. So for you to go in and say, hey, but you need to be doing something on Tuesdays. Yeah, I really was. Right. Yeah. Was, you know, <laughs> like a, you're you're the salesman of yeah. like us. It's it's incredible because what you can do compared to what I can do, it's just at a different level. Yeah. And you we know? got the gig and we went and played it on on Tuesday and we've talked about before our records we shattered our record for the most money made in tips slash merch in one night. We did. Um, uh, we easily doubled it, actually. Yeah. Because easily doubled this it. is cash in hand, guys. Like, this is money that night. Um, we had our regular price for the show. Um, and, uh, and then in addition to what we were getting paid for the show, we were at 290 bucks after the show was finished. Um, mm-hmm. Just in request, like splash a tip jar, you'll get, you know, we'll play a song for you on, on, on hand. Um, we set a record for most, we probably had a dozen requests. It was tough. It was mental at one point because all it was for the last 45 minutes was just straight requests pretty much because yeah. everyone was getting so excited. Like, what about this? And everyone's challenging yeah. us to see if we'd mess it up. And it was so cool. It was super, super cool. tough, but super fun. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the owners came up and they're like, Hey, before you guys go, don't let us forget here. We want to buy a couple hundred dollars worth of merch just to be able to give us giveaways, yeah. um, at our, at our, uh, for the music trivia, our music trivia Monday nights, nights. Yeah, yeah. uh, which was so humbling, like for yeah. them to, to be like, Hey, with some of our giveaways, we want to give away your merch yeah. to people and show them like, Hey, we're proud to have these guys play with us. And yeah. we have four more shows. Like we have, there's five shows total in August. The only one we couldn't commit to is the one week that um, I'll be gone. For, you're going to yeah. be gone on the island. And other than that, we have yeah four shows total. So three so more. We got we three have to more go left. Yeah. Next Tuesday, Tuesday after, then you're gone, and then we'd play the last Tuesday of the month. Yeah. Um. And honestly, man, it was probably my favorite show we've done. Yeah. Which like, is funny it was because so freaking wicked. Uh, we even talked about it on the last podcast that we after we played Scotch Creek. But where I thought that that show was the best show yeah. that we had ever done. Yeah, you really did. And I was like, yeah, I thought it was great. But yeah. I thought my voice wasn't as strong that night. So, But I felt like the energy like, that we cares? had it was right awesome. in the crowd was right with us like the entire night. And this felt cool. even better on mm-hmm. a Tuesday. And that was on a Saturday. Yeah. Which, by the way, what did the other owner... I don't want to like say his name wrong because I don't remember 100%. I want to say it's like Alex or something. But I'm not sure. Um, but he said after the show... That it's that it was the best show of the summer after Tuesday, yeah, hundred percent. Which was cool. That was super yeah. humbling. Yeah, he did actually. He said yeah. that. Oh, right. He's like, that was our best show this summer, guys. And yeah. they've had everybody go through there. And so it was a Tuesday night. Humble brag, but that was uh, man, that was wicked. That was I was really proud of that. We made four hundred ninety dollars in in cash and and tips, and in, in merch and tip sales. Yeah, man, it was wicked. It was nights like that make you feel like this is why we're up there doing this. Like yeah. it's because it was so much fun. We connected with the audience all night long. Mm-hmm. Um, what a high! And Absolutely, then, yeah, yeah. And then now we're uh, well, we we're got lots more coming on. Yeah, exactly. And we got lots more coming up this uh, month with. Scotch Creek and Ribfest and all this kind of other. We're stuff playing Ribfest well. on Saturday, so, which is super exciting. Yeah, which is tomorrow because we're recording this on the Friday. We are. So by the time people hear this, it will have already happened. Probably. Yeah. I don't um, think I'm going to edit this at eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, exactly. Probably. But we'll get it up before the end of the weekend, yeah. hopefully or early next week. But whenever yeah. we have this up, Ribfest will have already happened too. Um, we'll give a highlight about it next podcast next mm-hmm. week. But and we'll talk about that I think because we wrap the episode up, we'll hype up Ribfest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I know it's lots of fun stuff. 
Lots and of then, fun stuff. Uh, yeah, so that leads us up to today. We got a wicked podcast today. Oh, man. I'm super excited for it. It's the Jonathan episode. It really is. So we have the Diary of the Indie Band, and uh, we've had one special episode, which was the Jeremy Nisha Inside the Mind. It's always Inside the Mind of Loops. Yeah. And that was Inside the Mind of Jeremy Nisha. This is now Inside the Minds of Jonathan Williams. Welcome, Jonathan. Hey, thank you. What's up, man? Oh, well, everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> everything. Yeah, it's just so busy. Yeah. As you know, doing music, it's just, yep, yeah, you're always doing something. Always. So, yeah. Well, we are super stoked to have you out here today. Yeah. And just to be a part of this. So it is, incru- I mean, we've been going back since January, right? So it's finally nice right. to see you face to face for the first yeah. time, right? We've been keeping up on your Instagram and, cool. you know, going back and forth and all that kind of stuff. We've obviously played your songs a couple of times as well. And, Thank you so much for that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and this is, this is cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm still really excited because we've talked on the phone we've been chatting and stuff and yeah, today was like the first day of hello. Yeah. yeah in person. Absolutely. In person. Hey. Well, it's, it's, that's, that's 2022, right? Like you can build a friendship and actually yeah. like an alliance and actually feel like you starting to get to know somebody and you haven't yeah. even met them in person anymore. Like right? this is just, yeah. that's the sign of the times, right? We're in that crazy digital age, but there's yeah. nothing that compares with sitting down and sharing a delicious Today's episode mm-hmm. brought to you by Stella Artois. Oh, Not Jagger, no Jagger today, but a delicious Stella, you know, with a friend. And mm-hmm. um, you got like Stella in one hand and Tim's in another, by the way. Well, that Tim's is done. That Tim's is long cold. I'm not a weirdo <laughs> like you, man. You drink your coffee cold. You ever drank coffee cold? Love it. Oh, God. You love coffee cold? What is going Yeah, on? there we go. Jesus. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Jonathan and I, before we uh, we started recording, we're just going through how crazy it is, the symmetry between us, like both being, we'll get you to tell your story a bit, but mm-hmm. both being, you know, police officers and, and musicians in mm-hmm. our 40s and all this crazy story. And now John's got probably the the most weirdest, rarest of the connections. He's like, I like my coffee cold. <laughs> Fennel, John Fennel here yeah. will literally have a coffee and I'll be like, oh man, there's like a deal, two coffees. I don't know what you could do with the other one. And he's like, oh man, I'm just going to put both on the counter and just oh, let yeah. them cool just, down. Just like, and then just he'll just drink it. it later. He loves it oh, even yeah. more yeah. than like. It's fine. Oh yeah. It's, well, there's, there's that temperature of like super hot. And yeah, this yeah. is good. I'll sip it. But then it's, it's hot. Don't like it. Wait. <laughs> yeah. So there's this super hot, delicious, super cold, or just below like lukewarm. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's weird. wicked. That's that's Ugh. right up my alley. Ugh. That's that's perfect. God. But you know, you don't drink coffee at all, is the other thing. Yeah, that's true. No. I just even the smell, I'm kinda like, Ugh. but some people yeah. like that smell can wake them up. It's like mm. smelling salts. Like give them a little bit of coffee smell, like mm, my day's ready to go. Right. Like just the smell of coffee. Some people like that. Yeah. With me, yeah. I'm like, nah. I'll drink some tea. Give me some steep tea, like a weirdo. <laughs> so one of the questions that I wanted to ask right away was yeah. um, about how you present yourself online. It is as Jonathan mm-hmm. is how you go by, because I think that when we looked up on Spotify, it's just Jonathan. That's right. Right. Yeah. So I just want to know a little bit more about that and why yeah. I decided just to go yeah. that way. Yeah, for sure. Um, just, yeah, it just with coming up and I know you guys thought of this too is like okay what do we call ourselves what's unique what's original um i've got two non-original names jonathan and williams so <clears throat> i thought well <laughs> let's how yeah i don't know it just doesn't sound so hollywood to me so i thought mm, hey madonna adele jonathan hey <laughs> here Elvis. we go i was like yeah and yeah. Elvis, Elvis, right? so kesha yeah, yeah that's a yeah. lot yeah so i just thought yeah let's just let's just do that i don't know of any other artist that has done that so 
I'll go until I've been told not to. So oh, it's smart. I like that. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Go and then go with it until yeah. you know. Ask forgiveness rather than permission. You know, dude. Pharrell. Pharrell Williams. Mm-hmm. He actually Very- has the same last name, and so he ditched the Williams too. Huh. Cool. Yeah. I don't think anyone with a Williams last name has made it huge banking on the name except for the Williams sisters in tennis. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know. This is the anti-Williams podcast. Well, I'm just trying to think. I'm just trying to think. <laughs> it's a nice name, but it's, it's, it is like having like a last name of like Smith or something. You're right. It's a very yeah standard kind of name. So Generic. there's a reason why Pharrell didn't, wasn't, right. he just went by Pharrell. Yeah. He, he got the same thing you did. Yeah. You do Jonathan. Yeah. I don't, I can't think of another mm-hmm. musician that goes by Jonathan. No, that's right. The Smart. other interesting story about uh, my name too, is that <clears throat> my dad's name is John and he's always wanted the name Jonathan. So when I was a kid, I liked John because when kids were telling them, Hey, Jonathan, it's like, mm, it's just too kind yeah. of formal. Yeah. So I grew up with the name John. And then I remember my dad visiting one time and we went out with, uh, with friends and all my kids, my friends were calling me John. <laughs> just, he stops and Hey, Turned around in the car and said, his name is Jonathan. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and I was like, dad, not now. This is weird. <laughs> no, okay. This isn't the time. And then after the, yeah. the, the friends were like, okay, oh, Jonathan, can we go get to, you know, so yeah. Anyway. But it's funny that I've lived all through life, had the name John or Williams. <clears throat> and then we get to this new chapter of music and it's like, now. Now let's use Jonathan. Something a little so bit different, cool. though. Yes. That's that's cool because I'm completely opposite. My legal name is Jonathan. Yeah. Spelled the exact same way. <laughs> and I hated that as a kid, right? Because it always associated yeah. me with, like, my grandma, my umma, who's who's my Icelandic side and that all that kind of stuff. And she's like, okay, well, if you're going to go by John, then I'm going to call you Yon, which is right. J-O-N. Yeah. So that's why my name is just J-O-N. Right. Right. So I'm, wow. I've, I'm completely flipped from that because I'm like, I don't like, you know, it's the same kind of idea where I'm like, I don't really want to feel like it's too formal. Right. It's right. like, it's just my nickname. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like how I go by. And that's literally like, since I've, well, since the end of school or whatever, right? That's how I've just yeah. presented myself. Hmm. Cool. So yeah. yours is J-O-N, Yon, over there. Yeah. And um, is Don't yours you J-O-N as well? With Yon, that. Yon is on. It's on now. Yeah. <laughs> yours is J-O-N as well? Or is it yep. J-O-N? That's how you'd what? spell John. Uh, or yeah, the name John. J-O-N. <clears throat> so, but everyone's spelling it John. J-O-H-N. J-O-H-N. It's so funny. And you've probably gotten this. This where like, what's your name? Jonathan. You're right. And, the, and then mm-hmm. you see their interpretation of it. It's J-O-H-N-A-T-H-O-N. And it's like just murdered. Yeah. <laughs> so, it really is. Yeah. yeah. So when you say yeah. John, oh, J- you always chuck in an H. And it's like, nope. So it's I'm like, like, there's only one H and it's after the T. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm Anne with an E or I'm John with no H. So, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. yeah. <laughs> you look disgusted. <laughs> well, people don't usually mess up Kevin too much. No. Like it's, it's yeah. pretty foolproof. I think yeah. the only like different thing could be like Ian at the end. I know. Right? And that just makes me look right. Like, like, what are you doing? I'm disgusted. I'm just conversation will end with the person. I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I'm walking away now. I'm out. Yeah. Uh, no, but that's cool. That's actually really uh, interesting to hear because, mm. because I mean, we've gone back a little bit about that and just wanted to clarify that, yeah. right? Just in case there was any kind of confusion, we want, right. you know, you to be presented as best as you possibly can. So I think you were also mentioning before, I mean, before the podcast and all that kind of stuff where yeah. we were chatting for a little bit, um, just, just about, you know, yourself and with music and how you kind of got to the place where you are. And I think that you also mentioned that you have been in bands in the past and you have been in the music industry beforehand, but you're finally at the point where you can be doing this full time, basically. Right. 
Yeah, give us your story, dude. Yeah, give us the uh, sure. for people that don't know who you are out there, which is our goal. We get lots of people listening to you. Tell us, uh, mm-hmm. tell us the story of Jonathan. Yeah, well, always have been uh, a musician at heart. Always, it's um, growing up. I've got pictures of me as a little kid with these, you know, nineteen seventies massive earphones that are on my little baby head, and I'm listening to Gordon Lightfoot and whatever else was back then but um yeah and then just at nine i got my first guitar and i used to play that flat you know of course because kids can't hold it properly and so did that um and i think um it was around i think it was uh, 12 i think 12 was when the bug really hit and that's when um i remember my aunt heather she had moved in uh, to stay with uh, my mom and I and my brother Jeremy, <clears throat> and uh, and she had this box that was always over by the stereo, and one day I just remember just playing. And I went over and I pulled this box out and I opened up and went, oh, like what? And I didn't know any of the names, but just the covers by them, like the, the cover of the record. I was like, that's probably going to sound cool. <laughs> so I take the record, put it on. And there goes, there goes Def Leppard for the first time. Like, I'm like, right. whoa, this is so good. Um, and that was amazing. So I put that back. <clears throat> and then uh, and then it was the Doobie Brothers. It was the Eagles. It was the – so this is all the stuff that I grew up on. And so hearing that, it, it definitely added um, that whole quality of, of music and, and musicianship and just the sound. So growing up in music, it's kind of like that's – that to me was music when I heard stuff like that, like harmonies and uh, guitar solos and stuff. And, and then from, and it was actually that same place, maybe a year later after I'm listening to Def Leppard and stuff, I got hard into Iron Maiden. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Just loved it. Yeah. So, and it was a friend of mine that gave me the cassette tape. It was live after death. I remember the, the cassette and I could still smell it actually. <laughs> as yeah, I'm talking yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. And um, he said, put this on. So I, I went home and put it on and it was like noise. It's just like, uh, who could listen to this? So I, I gave it back <laughs> to him. He's like, no, no, you need to listen to a little bit more. Like, Don't give up. Put it on. And, uh, and I just remember, yeah, falling to sleep to it. And it was, uh, it's amazing when you, um, listen to something over and over, especially in your subconscious, because now <clears throat> when I'm playing guitar, guitar to me, when I'm doing solos, sounds like a lot like yeah. Wayne and stuff, right? So huge influence there. Um, yeah. So it's, there was music there. That's when I started um, really learning how to play the electric guitars with Iron Maiden. And then I moved to, um, <clears throat> to Duncan. So this all took place in Kelowna. Actually, oh, cool. my, my childhood was yeah. in, in uh, yeah. So born in North Van, spent some time out there in Squamish, then came to Kelowna. And there was a big chunk of my um, my childhood there. Um, and then uh, falling asleep to Iron Maiden every night. <laughs> like like yeah. what? <laughs> like like yeah. I I I, yeah. I come from a pretty musical family, so my mom was a piano teacher. Cool. And she was teaching classical piano dancers. So that's what I would fall asleep up until wow. you know the time I was like twelve or thirteen or whatever, yeah. and she stopped teaching. Yeah. Um. So that's quite drastically different. Yeah. You know, falling asleep to Iron Maiden. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's actually funny. I can I, and I will also volley that back with even weirder. I would fall asleep to like boys to man and four chord harmony yeah. like boy <laughs> cool. bands of yeah. like boys to man and all for one and all these like harmonic early 90s like r&b cool. groups yeah. i would fall asleep to their tapes all the time so yeah. i'm like interesting yeah wow yeah. that's it's funny like, do, do, do. it's funny yeah. how it happens yeah no kidding yeah that's cool yeah mm-hmm. each of us yeah got something completely different yeah. that's cool yeah so <clears throat> um 
yeah, so it was, yeah, metal, putting me to sleep every night with with the creature of Eddie. You know, sure. I should have had a little cuddly doll. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, then uh, <clears throat> I moved to, oh, <laughs> another thing I should add. So playing and knowing rock music, always wanted to play guitar. I had one at my disposal. It wasn't mine yet. Like, I didn't have the, the guitar. It was yeah. someone else's. And um, I went to uh, middle school. And it was band class. And I remember it was that kind of force elective. And I'm like, oh, no. So I remember going to the first time. We had just moved again to another part of Kelowna. And um, went into this totally strange new school. It's Corso. Yeah. Um, went into the uh, the music class. And it was filled. And I was like th- th- showing up late. So this is the worst time to yeah. be a new student. So here I'm walking in. The teacher comes around and I forget his name, but he he just looked at me. He was very jolly and said, so Jonathan, what, what would you like to play? And I said, um, really? <laughs> You're asking me, how about guitar? He goes, tuba. Here we go. So, oh, yeah. Tuba. Yeah. What? So, um, yeah. So I got the ugliest instrument and it was enormous. That wasn't his first rodeo, man. Anyone no. that says guitar oh, yeah. or drums, you ain't getting oh, yeah. percussion I or strings. I feel like I remember being in that You're same not getting boat. percussion or strings. And I, and I played drums and my dad was a drummer. So like I, I wanted to play percussion so bad in band. Yeah. yeah. And I played the trombone. Yeah, you're yeah, getting trombone, trombone or French horn or yeah. tuba if you if you ask for guitar or drums for sure. And then That's I wasn't the so cool funny. kid, and here I am now. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. It, it must be that like uh, that the teacher knows this person needs humbling. Oh, the teacher yeah, knows exactly. For sure. Sure. Yeah. Star in the works. Exactly. I'm give you the worst yeah. instrument. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so funny. So yeah, tuba for a year, and it was um, I <laughs> I did the best with it. I don't know why, but I just kind of went with it. Yeah, it was ridiculously embarrassing because I. Do you have you? And you gotta carry the big, big. I was gonna say, (laughs) like you're carrying the big guy. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen someone carrying a tuba case? It's enormous. It's mantle. It was as big as me. I thought getting onto the bus with a trombone was bad, right? But getting on with a tuba (laughs) would be a million times worse. (laughs) It's like a whole other person sitting beside you. It's like why are you practicing at home? Because I can't carry it home, guys. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, tuba is my only friend because no one wants to be be friends (laughs) with tuba guy. Yeah, I just get put at the back of the class there. Yeah. Um, thankfully, I didn't have to carry this thing on the on the bus. Um, it was my mom that uh, picked me up every day at school. But it's still it was embarrassing because she had this old Chevy Noah, and and the trunk would open up, and this thing is huge. It's he huge was taking car. up the whole trunk. Well, I couldn't even close the the trunk. Oh, so here, I, uh, there's there's Jonathan going there. <laughs> like yeah. as I drive yeah. away, there's this flap. There's this tuba there's in this the back. Tuba, yeah. So, but what's crazy is that I did learn it, and actually helped me to learn bass i was learning well i mean yes i learned the a and w um theme song but then i started playing the bass notes for acdc nice <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah. i'm rocking it out and um and i didn't really know how to play music or, or read music and apply it. i knew by ear yeah just from playing it before playing the guitar before so i knew kind of where it was so i kind of faked it mm-hmm. but then my music teacher he had um his seniors class didn't I guess something happened with a bass player or whatever. So he got me on tour <laughs> and we toured all of the Okanagan and me playing the tuba. Oh, wow. So there's just me and my friend, the tuba. <laughs> and yeah. And there it was. And actually the, one of the funniest parts is I guess at that age, I was like 13, 14. You know how your, your body's kind of like growing at different. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, because I'm playing the tuba, my lips got bigger. 
Oh, wow. In my face. Yeah. I remember some some girl, I, and I was very insecure at the time. So, so some girl looked at me and goes, you got a monkey face. <laughs> and, like, oh, I, whoa, whoa, whoa. and I was like, yeah. oh, and I remember going home. <laughs> I was like, good yeah. thing I have my friend the tuba to keep me coming. Guitar <laughs> yeah, would never do sure. this to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I kind of feel that like with just trombone. It just, I, I felt like I had very big lips because that's what they told you. It's yeah. like you have small lips. You can play trumpet. You got bigger lips then you're going to play trombone. And then you, you oh, know, so I and get so it. On, right. Okay, so there we go. Yeah. So then I thought yeah. about that. I haven't thought about that since. So thanks uh, for bringing that back, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. So if, out, yeah. out there, by the way, little, uh, listener tip if you are insecure about the size of your lips just go start playing the tuba <laughs> and you might get yourself a little life hack you're welcome <laughs> next right, moving eh? on yeah, <laughs> that's cool though yeah. so i think that you were also mentioning that that you had yeah grew up in Kelowna and all yeah. that went down there and then what happened after that yeah um went to the island vancouver island mm-hmm. and so we um <clears throat> we packed up moved to um Duncan and I reason for leaving. I don't really know. I just remember leaving Kelowna and feeling heartbroken because yeah, it just, yeah, that's where that, that particular um, time in your childhood was the most impactful. Oh, right. Absolutely. So here I am leaving my um, uh, Kelowna, my home. <clears throat> and so went to Duncan um, and I stayed there for a few years. And that's, this is where I actually met some of the, the key people that, um, that helped me with, music and it's it's so cool especially the um the band teacher she was a lot more accommodating so when she asked the question what would you like to play i just looked at her and went Mm. <laughs> I've been doing, done this I, before. I, I Maybe if I ask for tuba, she'll give me the guitar. <laughs> yeah, right. Reverse psychology. Yes. Can I play tuba? She's yeah. like, nice try, buddy. I want the most. We're humbly. sticking you on the guitar, you little jerk. That's <laughs> right. I actually, I, yeah, I said skeptically. I went um, guitar, and there was already a bass player. You know, yeah. I, I guess everyone. The only electric instrument was always the the electric bass that I remember. So I said um, guitar, and she goes, "Oh, well, we already have one." Oh, no, um, no, the electric. The fun guitar. one. Yeah. <laughs> she just looked at me and then looked around and went, okay. Wow. Went, what? Whoa. Yeah. Seriously? So, <clears throat> yeah. She's so like, I, those lips have been through enough, kid. <laughs> I'm helping you out, buddy. She, was she looked at, at your she lips. Looked at the file. She saw that little tear that went down your cheek as you said it. Your, your giant lips just trembling <laughs> in the wind. Right. She's I'm like, not gonna, I can't do yeah, that to this I've kid. I've got like three times bigger. <laughs> God, he's new How here. How can I say no? That's oh, so funny. He clearly wants the guitar. That's what she was looking for. That's right. Yeah. Based on the size of his lips, he's been humbled enough. She's like, if I extrapolate these lips within a year, they're just going to take over his face. It's impossible. Possible. It's going to become right. the next Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, I promise right. you. Yeah, that's yeah. right. There's no other bigger wind instrument yeah, than the, the tuba. Yeah. Smart lady. You know? Yeah, right. Smart lady. So, amazingly, uh, I went home, told my mom, and she's like, oh. and so we drove all the way from Duncan to Victoria. We bought my first guitar, which was a red profile. It's kind of like a Fender Strat knockoff. Yeah. yeah, but the thing was red. It was sexy. And it was, was yours. Like, nice. It was yours. Yeah. Took it back. And I still didn't even know I had to plug this thing in. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. wow, this is amazing. So I'm like, what do I do? So I just kind of adapted a few things. I remember years ago, my mom taught me how to like finger pick yeah. um, Gordon Lightfoot songs and stuff. So I just tinkered around with that. But I took it to um, band class. And <clears throat> I remember there was one other input source with the bass player. So him and I played through the same speaker. I was this was I heard myself it was amazing but right now if you heard it right now, it would sound like oh of course yeah, <laughs> yeah. awful because um, it just couldn't compete with the uh, the bass so <clears throat> but what was cool is I did eventually get a, an amp and um, 
I was just playing along with whatever songs we're doing. And it's kind of weird. Like there's, there's these marching songs and I was just strumming the chords, mm-hmm. like whatever. But then she said, you know what we should do class? Let's, let's learn a song that um, uh, Jonathan can, can kind of um, learn and, uh, and kind of lead. Um, what do you say we do La Bamba? Oh, nice. And I went, um, okay. Yeah. Cause I just, I think the reason is because the movie just came out. Um, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. So I saw that and I was like, yes. Cause there's that little, 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 the, the yeah. moment of stars yeah. coming into yeah. the eye. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that it was just learning um, Metallica and, and just packing on to that. So, this is when I found an amplifier. This is when I remember getting this trinkety little distortion pedal. And then I was like, yeah, I could sound like Jimi Hendrix because so, I was listening to Jimi Hendrix at the time, right? So, cool. I was like, yeah. So, just, yeah, learn by ear. Uh, learn by ear just because of the, the passion, the drive. Um, back then, of course, we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have... right. Well, we did have video games. It was <clears throat> Super Nintendo, Mario. I did get hooked on that, by the way. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I bragged to my son. I said, can you finish Super Nintendo Mario on one man without dying? <laughs> I like, what? I can. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it was funny. It's all that stuff's coming out. You can get that little mm-hmm. handheld with, with oh, the yeah. entire game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That blew me away. It's like, the whole game's on that? Yeah. Little guy, man. Yeah. It's like super small. So, yeah, yeah exactly. So. so, rather than actually getting a music teacher so you didn't really have a guitar specific teacher you taught yourself everything that you know yeah that's wicked yeah that's awesome yeah it was fun i had um i just didn't know any better i think that's the thing is i just loved it so much that i played in um training the ear just Mm -hmm. learning where oh there's that note or oh there's that chord and oh i had um I used, yeah, I bought every guitar magazine that was out there. So, cause each one of them had three different songs that they would transcribe, right? So, yeah. I that oh, one, cool. That one, yeah. It was Guns N' Roses. And oh my gosh, then I would, what? Guns N' Roses? Boom. And that was a whole, that was Slash. I had to learn all that stuff. So, yeah, it was, I mean, Duncan was a very, <clears throat> it's not a very large town. Um, but I, I managed to become one of the, the music, like one of the guitar players in that area that were, were known. And so, <clears throat> I started playing for bands, um, got into, uh, started playing some shows at certain bars. Of course, I wasn't of age yet, so I'd be snuck in through the back to play and then stuck out. Um, yeah, I just did that. And, and it was, uh, yeah, I started singing actually when, um, when the cover songs, we, we would share um, songs. I think my first song that I sang was are you gonna are you gonna go my way lenny kravitz nice, nice. So, cool yeah, yeah. so strong not song. only did i get to, yeah no yeah. kidding not only did i get to do, play a cool you know oh, solos and stuff right but, <laughs> yeah oh yeah awesome fun riff yeah. too so yeah so it just it just kept going and going and <clears throat> you know you reach another stage and you get good at that <clears throat> and then you get a little bit more and soon enough i was i'd moved to victoria and and i was still into to music i i'd um uh, I joined a couple of uh, one in particular was called Crush with a K, Crush, and uh, and we played um, covers. And actually, I had I got hired on just as a singer because I went to Music West, New Music West. Remember that back in Vancouver, it was one of the, the mes- music festivals that you would go, and all the the um, A and R reps from every label would go, and and it's kind of like the 
Yeah. The, the well, it's like now it's like Pacific Contact. <laughs> I wonder if that's Pacific is that Contact is? is the same yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah. I, and I think that in um, Winnipeg it is every year. It's called Breakout West. Yes, is what right. it's called. Yeah, so okay. it's 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 adapted itself into two separate things. Now. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So at the time, this is like eighty nine, ninety. Yeah, um, new music West. It was uh, what it was called. But I had my guitar stolen out of my friend's oh, no. car. It was the, I now had gotten wow. an Ibanez Roadstar. It was black. It's beautiful. It had the Floyd Rose tremolo system, so you could just cool. play your Van Halen without going out of tune. And, <clears throat> and so that was gone. I was heartbroken. I was wow. like, what? No kidding. And, but I couldn't stop doing music. And I moved to Victoria. This is when out of high school, of course, and you're going to move in with your friends and learn oh, how yeah. much you hate them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No one can clean them after, after themselves. You yeah. would just leave your dishes for the fruit flies to actually eat all the stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I started singing for a, uh, um, a cover band, Crush. And we opened for Kim Mitchell, Trooper, Dr. Huck. Oh, wow. And it's like, yeah. So we started, you know, playing some cool shows. Yeah. And there was two guitar players. There was um, <clears throat> one was I don't know. He was he was getting kind of on the yeah. Don't want to really be here. And I said um, I can play guitar. I think he didn't show up one day. Yeah, and I just grabbed his guitar and, yeah. I, and then I started playing. And they're like, oh, why didn't you tell us yeah, you can more. play guitar? Because yeah, yeah. you can play. You know, it's better than you can sing. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> yeah. So then we just arranged the band so that now was lead guitar. And vocals, yeah. and we kept playing shows. We at uh, in Victoria. So back at the time, it was the Forge. The Forge. I mean, this is the 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 place of all places on Vancouver Island to play because that's mm-hmm. where the big scene is. So started playing there, and then we opened up for um, Fifty Four Forty. And wow, um, yeah, Colin James. I remember that show, and that was amazing. Just meeting some people, going back and hanging out with Kim Mitchell. I just remember. <laughs> remember Kim Mitchell he looks the same yeah has a hat on his long hair but he had two chicks on either side and he's just <laughs> course, like hey yeah. good morning guys you know, so it was let me tell like, you how, how I wrote Patio Lantern <laughs> <laughs> right so yeah so it was it was really cool so that was the scene that's where we were and uh and so we started writing originals and then <clears throat> um my um my future wife at that time like I had met her and she became the lead vocals. And I was oh, thinking, wow, wow she can sing. She's prettier, prettier than I am. Yeah. So there we go. So we just formed the band. We started writing material, got on the radio. And cool. it was like, the next stage, here we go. And we started um, working with Spirit of the West. Uh, Vince Dietrich, Spirit of the West, he produced three of our songs. Couldn't believe it. He took us into a studio in, in, uh, in Nanaimo area. Wow. <clears throat> we started recording there. He got us a factor grant. He was going to to shop us to Sony is like, here we go. And then it was, I was now, Oh, what is like 29. Yeah. So I was getting there. It's yeah, like yeah. 30 is the year where you just pull, uh, if you don't have made it yeah, you, you just kind of, yeah. Yeah. Stop there. But no, um, but yeah, it was like, this is the next step. But then it was like, then at the time it was like family time. So it's like, if we're going to do it, let's do it. <clears throat> so, wow. Yeah. Right. Checked out. Uh, it, it's tough. Eh? Just to like, figure out when you're gonna make that kind of call right because that's that's i i can't even imagine how like especially tough that would be as you know both of you are heavily involved in that band right <clears throat> so and that was still under crush right uh With sorry this this was iris so <clears throat> crush played for many many years and then it was iris so <clears throat> we had um what years was this Back in Victoria, they had what's called Rocktoria. It was like the the local music scene where four bands would be p- picked, and I guess they would go in and record, and they would have a CD, and, and the 
100.3, the Q radio station in Victoria, they would promote it. And it's so cool. They would put, put you on stage and play your music on live. <clears throat> um, and that was awesome. And that, that was the last year. So it was then that we kind of got moving, but yeah, it was, um, <clears throat> it was, it was, f it was fun <clears throat> and amazing. We learned so many things, but it's just, yeah, it's, it's all, you know, and, and as we deal with it, I work with uh, music now, it's all kind of who, you know, well, and, and timing and stuff matters. That's, yeah. that's, I can't get past the spirit of the West connection too. So that's crazy because, yeah. so we've talked about him on the pod a whole bunch, but our producer, Doug Cox has been, he's taken on like a mentor role for us. And we actually mentioned on an early podcast that we went to see a show Doug was playing in Penticton. Uh, no, Salmon Arm. Salmon Arm. It was in Salmon Arm. Salmon yeah. Arm. At the uh, theater. Yeah. And he was, playing, he was playing and he brought us up. There was a recorded show for a series of shows he was doing throughout um, BC and he brought us up and we played one of our songs and he talked us up to the whole crowd and it cool. was amazing. And the person he was touring with that he recorded with is Linda McRae from spirit of the West. Cool. Yeah. Which is bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And she, cool. him, Doug and, uh, and Linda, um, known each other for forever. years. Yeah. yeah, yeah, 30, yeah. Wow. 30, 40 years. And Linda was in spirit of the West. I think at the same time, then you would, she joined, I think the band in 89 or something. Right. Um, and yeah, she was with spirit of the West huh. forever. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like what the heck? Right. Yeah. That's super cool. Those, those were very, well, they still are <clears throat> accomplished players. I remember watching oh, man, them. They're fantastic. They played uh, UVic in Victoria. And I just remember like watching each one of them. They were just on fire. Just, yeah. just the way they could play. And they just played off of each other. And, you know, it was awesome. Yeah. Very, very uh, inspirational. <clears throat> Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. So the next chapter, I mean, pretty much brings you to kind of the same idea and wave that you were are with Kev, right? Yeah, and that's right. where you guys hit it off right away. And Kev's like, no, he's my guy. And I'm like, yeah, but at the same time, I was uh, the first one to play his song, man. It's there true, you go. yeah. 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 <laughs> you definitely introduced uh, exactly. the Loops, the Loops uh, family to to Jonathan, for sure. It's true. But yeah, I hijacked right. it now because we are... Well, you've been trying to, but... Hey, man. That's right. So RCMP, dude. Uh-huh. Let's, yes. just, let's just, boom, elephant in the room. Let's, yeah. let's discuss this. So... Right. Everyone knows my my kind of my backstory, and um, I was in the RCMP, and I joined in October 2008. And my regimental number, everyone gets one regimental number. Mm -hmm. Going back to the very, very, very Sam Steele, the very first yep. member ever That's, in depot. It's cool. In like 1874 or whatever it was. Yep. We had to we had to know those dates when we were studying, but. Um, yeah, so everyone has one regimental number, and that's your number forever. Mine was 57453, yeah. which means I was the 57,453rd Mountie in Canadian history. And your number was? Yeah, 57235. Yeah. Yeah. That's mental. So we were in training, training at the same, same time. time. I was Troop 33, <laughs> and you were Troop, what did you say, 26? 26, yeah. Yeah, seven, only yeah. seven weeks ahead of me. And we graduated at the, like, I graduated, yeah, less than two months after you did. Yeah. And um, yeah, we're sitting here having a conversation now. Yeah, crazy. Absolutely That's unbelievable. Crazy. Yeah. So you you were in the RCMP for a while. Um, and what, so I want to, this is one thing I want to address mm. and talk about. Because mm -hmm. um, obviously everyone kind of, I've, I've touched on my story a fair bit and I try to bring it out in layers and little pieces here and there when it's appropriate in the podcast. But um, I retired in 2018, full-time. I retired from the force. I retired with PTSD um, and stepped away and and kind of, now I've stepped forward and, and I'm doing music full time. Um, you're still an active member. Um, but what 
brought you, I want to know what brought you back mm-hmm. into the game, so to speak, because yeah. like you said, um, I can, John can't relate. Yep. John's a, I say all the time, he's a almost 24 year old prodigy, right? Mm-hmm. He's another Ed Sheeran and yep. we, we'll doing this since he could walk. Yeah. Um, he's a phenom and I'm happy to attach my cart to his horse. But mm-hmm. for us, we're in a similar boat that it's like, yeah, I did the same kind of thing where I was, I was doing R and B music and singing, um, the hooks on all these rapper songs, guys that eventually recorded with like Drake and future cool. and stuff oh, wow. in Toronto. I was recording with them in, uh, in the early two thousands, a couple years behind you, but same idea, like kind of fitting my, my square peg into the square holes that I could find, yeah. um, in, in Southwestern Ontario and, like same thing, family and priorities and joined the force, yep. became a Mountie. And I thought I was going to do that until, you know, I, I croaked basically, right? I was going to do yep. that until I was done. Same. Yep. Um, but now we're sitting here having a conversation as two um, people that are full-time musicians putting all of our heart and souls into yep. this and giving it a go in an, our 40s. Yep. How did you get to that mindset? Because I know yeah. for me, it was a lot of like gut check. It was a lot of like... Yep. What do I want to do? What what do I want my legacy to be? What do I want to, you know, yeah. my last breath? What do I want to know? I, I I put all my energy into yeah. to make this life what I wanted it to be. Yeah. What got you to the point yeah. where you actually decided to dive back in? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good question. Life-changing question <clears throat> um, for the answer. Um, so when, when I joined the RCMP, this is, um, yeah, right at that point where it was like, okay, we're, we're old. We should probably, yeah check out um then i was like i have no backup plan yeah it was all like my heart and soul is music that was just going to keep going and going and going until i had success yeah but then i was like March, family oh i i can't support one based on what i'm doing i can barely get by just paying the rent and then <laughs> putting everything else into guitar strings and mm-hmm. you know everything else so yeah so i really had to to think long and hard about what to do. And it's, and it's just so funny when you think, oh, okay, well, um, I'll just be a police officer. <laughs> it doesn't, you know, it was not like that. It was like, I did these certain jobs, I had these courses I had to go to and, and figure out what it was. But, um, yeah, it was. Well, just, it's a long process to get there too, though, right? It like, is. like, I don't know about you, but I started, I went to my information session in June, 2007 mm. and I got the call. I remember cause I was working at Bell Canada inbound customer service and I was at the end of my rope for me, which was trying to struggle a life of doing acting in Toronto and which is two hours away from London yeah. and doing full-time acting, being in like indie movies and, and auditions for commercials. Mm. And cool. There's a herpes commercial I was going to be in <laughs> Valtrax. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. I wish I was. <laughs> yeah. So awesome yeah. We filmed the bits for like, it and everything. On, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I had, a, I had an agent out in Toronto and What's everything. Deep cut film. This like, is I a need deep to see that. cut of the Kevin. Oh, you know when it itches and you're on a date <laughs> <laughs> nothing's worse guys. Did Valtrax. you write the script? Valtrax. It feels like you <laughs> it wrote sounds like it for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, and then also, but yeah, I remember getting the call um, at my sales job in in Bell Canada, like customer service, and getting the call in September 2008. So yeah, a year and like mm-hmm. it was like 13, 14 months. It's it's a process yeah, it is. to get in. It's not like you just put your application and get an nope. interview next Thursday. You're going through. I don't know if they still do it now, but polygraph. Yep. Right. You had yep. a polygraph test, yep. 500 questions that are like the most personal, intimate questions yeah. you've ever been asked in your life. They're talking to every neighbor you've ever had and totally. the girls you've dated. And <clears throat> and it's and it's awesome that they do this because as I go through it, I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, wow. Oh, no kidding. So the, the 
people that are that I'm seeing now that are act, active and on duty, it's yeah. like, they went through. Oh my goodness! So if you know the public is starting to ask questions about like, oh, you guys just hired? No, man, oh, man. you have no idea. It it's, was yeah for me. It was eleven months of going. And through truthfully, the some people do still suck. It's any job. Yeah. There's some people that are shitty that shouldn't have had a badge. You imagine the amount of effort it takes. Like, yeah. but but what it does is it stops a large amount of, like people can squeak through sometimes people can just can squeak through or maybe they put on a bit of a bit of, but yeah. at least it prevents there from being a lot of the people majority. out there the majority being like yeah. that yeah because yeah. it's the vetting process is bonkers yeah huge so it's a real decision to go and do that yeah um obviously your your career goes in the way that your career goes um and you're at a point now yeah where yeah, yeah, circling back to the oh to the, to the great answer, I want to hear. Yeah, what, right? what, where, when did the bug start taking over you? Because I know for me, yeah. it was I started doing open mics and I was doing show like I was I was doing stuff. I was on stress leave for a couple of years, and um, I've shared this on the pod a bit too. And and I was I was I was just I couldn't escape it anymore. It yep. was it was literally like it was taking over every thought of mine. Where I'm like I yeah. I, I have to do this. Like I yeah. feel like there's something that's left un, undone. Yeah, and I and I wasn't going to be able to rest mm-hmm. in life yeah. until I could. I need to answer this from me, right? Like yeah. I need to know that that if I fail at this, I'm I'm at least the failure will just be if I don't achieve my own goals, but I'm not going to fail for any lack of trying. And right. I and there's something a little bit left. Yeah. Still a little bit left. Yeah. Kind of like being like, you know, an athlete that feels like ah, I still got yeah. another this, year left in. Yeah, yeah you know, baseball, right? I, yeah. I could still throw. Like I yeah. still got That's something there. The, like, I'm not quite done. pitcher or something like that. Yeah. He's like I I'm so close. Yeah. And right? there's it's movies the they make yeah. about that. Right? The movie is. The Rookie, right? With yep. Dennis Quaid was about like a guy in yep. his 35 and he's throwing at, you know, and he's out there with his kids and he's at farm festivals and yep. fairs and he's like, I can still throw 98. Yeah. And I never got, I never got to be in the majors. I just need, even, I don't care if I win MVP. I just, yep. I need, I need to answer this for me. That's, exactly. that was, but the, I'm yep. not going to put words in it. That was me. Yep. That was my yep. odyssey. What about yours? Yep. Yeah. Same. It was always music and it was the hanging it up. It was the ultimate sacrifice of, of putting who I always thought I was yep. <clears throat> and felt I was away and to to adapt and to to become something else in order to support a family something you thought you needed to be as opposed to where you go yeah right? exactly like, it's, if, it, yeah exactly if i kept the dream alive and true i'm sure some something maybe i've found uh, another band but if, if i stayed within the music industry i'm sure something happened but for some reason at the time no it was like i have to step up i have to yep. lay down who i am and what i love <clears throat> because when you're doing it so much maybe it's you kind of maybe for me anyway it's like that's just what i was doing now yeah but when you leave it and and then that um that bond really starts to burn and that's that's what you're talking about it's like that that passion won't go away so yeah so i was thinking uh you know maybe i've I've tried hard enough nothing really happened happened so um but yeah after after laying it down I got so busy and that's, that's the thing is like not only the training and everything in the, but the work, it's so consuming. Oh, just, all consuming. You just, yeah, you just get and then when I come home and then it's that I've got a brand new family with, with yeah. little, little kids. Right. So there was no room for that. Even if I wanted to, there was no room for it. It's almost like that chapter. Um, and, and it's, it's cool because <clears throat> back then it was all for me. It was kind of, I was also not, um, not just, playing music because I was so passionate about it, but it was because I was still young. There's a lot of ego. Of course. Too, right. Yeah. So, so it's a kind of almost like <clears throat> destiny 
stopped it there. Cause it's yeah. like, if I kept going, maybe I would have carried that pride and the ego into yeah. it. Right. So it's like, no time to get humble. Now you're going to learn. It's almost like, um, yeah, dealing with and helping people, totally sacrificing yourself to, to, to help other people. Um, and I did that. Yeah. For 14 years. Yeah. Um, and so, but once in a while I would, I would get the opportunity to play. Um, I, I do uh, worship at church. Um, I'd uh, do a couple of other things, maybe teach, but there's just no time for it. And the guitars, I kept them. I, I had no, this is how I knew the bug was still there. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, I couldn't just sell it. It's like, mm-hmm. that's part of me. Like mm-hmm. I no way. So yeah. they're always underneath my bed, wherever I w- moved to like on the coast and around the guitars were always, you know, there with oh, me. Oh, that makes me sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Putting them under the yeah. bed. Yeah. yeah. They collected dust. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, and it wasn't until, um, 2017 when life really dramatically changed for me. Um, there was a lot of hardships um, throughout the years. Um, one is is um, one thing that, as a police officer, it's it's such a rare thing to see and know um, because <clears throat> the the way I the way I explain it to some people that don't know, it's like picture <clears throat> you're Neo and you took the red pill and you can't go back. Yep. That's it. Because you see real life. Oh, 100%. And so, so here I am, you know, night, nighttime, just doing patrols and dealing with people that nobody has and and stopping certain things from happening that nobody cares about or even will ever find out. It's just, that was your job. So you do this and, uh, and I was passionate about it. I loved it. I just, I'd loved being, um, uh, responsible for it. And what a, what a privilege too to get that much um, responsibility and Absolutely. to be the last line of defense before chaos. Like you are it. Like we were talking oh, earlier yeah. too. It's like kind of, you know, if you can't deal with your problem, then you ask your parent. And if you can't ask your parent that they've got a problem, then you ask um, security. Security down to ambulance, or even if ambulance isn't available, fire. Fire's not available. It's you. If you're not available, no one. Well, if you remember, when we graduate, who do we take an oath to? Yeah. The queen. The queen. Like literally, yeah. like we're literally pledging an oath yeah. to the queen because she is giving us this absolute power mm-hmm. across the country. And RCMP even more, and this doesn't diminish any municipals, but yeah. when you were RCMP and you're different detachments, like you were um, Armstrong right now, right? Mm-hmm. And I was in Kamloops the whole time. We're, you're not just a Kamloops RCMP. Mm-hmm. Like I go home to, to London, Ontario and see my friends or yep. go to the bar and I'll always, always chat up any any cops that are outside. Yep. And I say, but they're London police. That's it. Right. If that London police officer is in Ottawa yep. and he's on vacation and he's visiting his family and stuff, he doesn't have any jurisdiction there. There's no jurisdiction no. With, with RCMP. Like we're across the country. Like federal. you're a federal mm-hmm. police officer. Like yeah. it is the ultimate yeah. in authority. And there's a level of there's that pride and that, that respect um, and that, that honor of like having this, but yeah, there's also an, an incredible weight um, on yeah. that as well too. It right? is. Oh, totally. And is. like you said, like just that feeling of like um, there and, it, and it's common, common knowledge, but we learned this in training. They, they drilled, we were in training at the same time. So they drilled it in our heads yep. um, that like, Make sure you do the little things. Stay on top of your sleep because it will knock years off your life. Work and shift work and make sure that your relationship, because 
at the end of the day, divorce rates are the highest in society mm. in policing and fire firefighting. Yeah. Um, and the reason why is because it's very hard um, to, John, I've told you stories over the years as one of my absolute best friends, my family, but like there's a million stories I haven't shared with you. And sometimes just randomly something yeah. will come up about the worst smell they've ever smelled. And yeah. in my brain, I'm like, you know what? I smelled a decomposing body that was yeah. sat there for seven days on the yeah. hottest yeah. you know, day in, in, in the year in Kamloops. And the yeah. guy sat by his window and I had to do a fingerprint of that dead body yeah. for FBS, for Ident. And it's like, I've smelled that. I've had that sensation. Yeah. I've seen that color of that guy's chest. Yeah. And in, in, in the autopsy room, I've yeah. seen an autopsy. Yeah. And you we're talking right now, looking at each other in the eyes and we can relate. Mm -hmm. No one else can relate with it. There's 57 to 58,000 people in the, in the country that right. can say, or whatever it is now, right. That yeah. can say they've walked those shoes mm -hmm. and experienced that. It, it, you can't relate with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and you know, then that, that is why for people that are un, uninformed on it, that's why it does sometimes take a toll on relationships, things like that. It's just simply because of the fact that it's hard to yeah. come home from a bad day and talk about it with your significant other. Yeah. You extend it even further from that though. It's like, how do you talk about that with your brother or sister who doesn't do the job? Like they don't. Yeah. And so we carry that burden with us all That's the true. time, yeah. right? Yeah. You have a bad day. You can't come home and take it out on your, you know, your kid who's seven years old because, you know, you went to a horrible domestic that day and mm -hmm. maybe you had to do a next kin notification that afternoon, <clears throat> all that stuff in one shift. Like, right. It's, yeah. you have to, and, and it's not that anyone that doesn't go to the finish line per se isn't cut from that cloth, but the one thing that I'm kind of noticing with you that I find a parallel with me is that tying this all first full circle, the people that I find excel the furthest and can make it 35 years in their career. It's, it's not from any amount of politics or, or anything. I think the the important thing you need to be able to do is they, the one thing they have that I never had, and I don't, please correct me if I'm wrong, mm. but I don't feel you do either. I never identified myself and I didn't identify as I am a police officer and yeah. Kevin Roy second. Right. I was Kevin Roy. Yeah. And, and to be honest, it was always in there, the musician and the entertainer. And then yeah, right. police officer was a job that I did, yeah. but, but actually taking ownership as this is my identity. And I find yeah. the best police officers and I have so much respect for it, but they're the ones that 24 seven, I'm a police officer. And this, they, 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 they'll go to the grave as like, this is my identity. Yeah. Yeah. And having that little bit of, you know, the, the guitar is underneath the, the bed. Yeah. I always told my family, I'm like, Hey, you know, I, one thing I promise you is no matter what happens, no matter what I go through as a police yeah. officer in the RCMP, yeah. I'm never going to let it change fundamentally who Kevin Roy is. Yeah. And yeah. The, the job tries to, because it's so hard. You, mm -hmm. It's hard not to be mm -hmm. that, to change you and to be different. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's and wearing the uniform. And, and as you're talking about this, you're right. There's, there's certain individuals that, that become that, but I know I wasn't because the, the amount of hate that you experience is is not you, but it's the uniform. It's the uniform. It's all they see. But what I'm taking is that it's going through and into oh, me, yeah. right? So it's it's even though they say no, they hate the uniform. They hate the uniform, and it, it's just you know I should be mindful, of course, of of uh, the audience too. It's like you just you know when you're dealing with people that are in the worst case scenario for themselves, rock bottom. You're seeing them on the things. worst day of yeah. their life. Yeah, and I always remember when change. I did Mexicans. That's yeah. the worst day you're dealing with somebody. If they're dealing with the police, yeah. there's a, and, and there is a small percentage, yep. you know, 
5%, 3% of the population that you're dealing with all the time. Yeah. But the other people, you're probably seeing them on the worst day they've ever had. Some people, my dad's dealt with the place like two times in his life. Yeah, like right. he's gotten pulled over that one time and he still yeah. bitches about it four years later that, oh, one time I got pulled over and this guy was jacking me up and giving me a ticket. I'm like, relax, dad. You dealt with like a cop once ever. And yeah. the guy was, <laughs> he give you a ticket because you were speeding. Like, right. but that's your average person, yeah. right? We don't realize how little yeah. the average person in society Dealing with the police is a really big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's that level of, um, that that stuff that you, well, you just can't really share. Or even if you could put what you dealt with in words, it still won't make the impact as much as, wow. And it sounds terrible. Yeah. But it, it, I don't know. It's, it's deeper than that. Right. So, um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah. What a, but but looking back, it's like, what a humbling experience for me to be, you know, to have come this way and to be given that amount of responsibility. Like what? Oh my so, God. Yeah. So here I am. Yeah. Um, and it was, I loved it. You know, I, I loved, um, knowing that, um, that you're helping like in, in, in the most hardest way. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, when people like when they hear bad news, oh, you know, I, I'm so sorry about that. There's, they just don't know how to deal with it. But then that same person is actually looking at you. You need to solve my problem. Yeah. And it's like, Whoa. yeah. So it's, it's huge. Um, but so, yeah, there I go. <clears throat> I was doing that for so many years. <clears throat> and then, um, and then life. It's calling life. You. It's just, calling you. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, music now, music the the actually the whole reason why I got back into it is because I was away from it for so long. I got back into it because um, it's therapy for mm-hmm. me. Um, in um, after some massive life changes in there, and they're so recent that <clears throat> it's probably too soon for me to divulge and, of and, course, and say it. Yeah. Absolutely, but yeah, but um, um, so dealing with. That and PTSD, and yeah, I, I can, I can, um, kindred souls, we can totally, totally yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, and yeah, just feeling alone, feeling, um, yeah, that you just can't explain yourself, no one else can actually understand. So, there's their very, um, quiet and lonely period. <clears throat> and so, a lot of things changed for me. The, the, the family dissolved, um, I got divorced, um, and so there was, there were certain things that happened that just all that I had left and all that I became was all gone. Like yeah. it was, yeah. I reached that point where like, I got nothing left. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't have, I can't work cause I'm, I'm stressed out. I'm yeah. on medical leave. I can't, I don't have a home anymore cause it's gone. I, so I was at a terrible place yeah. and, and this is where, um, um, John and I, uh, connected is because I, I released a song called one of those days and it was my way of, of trying to convey what I was going through. Yeah. Um, in a song and great, great track, by the way, oh, thank like you. honestly, and it really and is I'll yeah. interject just for, please hold that thought, but just for a split <laughs> second as a, as a plug for you on our, uh, Dire of an Indie band playlist on Spotify. If you haven't heard it yet, 
go listen to it like and give jonathan a, a follow on there yeah as well. give him a follow Absolutely. but but go listen to that track because because it, cause it, it really will speak is. to even if you pause the podcast listen to the song hear the lyrics though yeah. and what you're yeah. speaking to yeah. it will give a little more context to what you're saying because we yeah. mentioned it in like episode three or something yeah. or four yeah. awesome uh, so well and then that's while. one of the things too is like i really felt that the lyrics were awesome in that song mm. and then what i usually connect with the most is the music right yeah. with what's going on and i'm like man this is wicked and i listened to a whole bunch of music before that because this was like episode two or three that yeah. like we threw this onto right well so you know how much lyrics was, speak to me though right? you love yeah, the music exactly. content so too like, and the lyrics really jumped at me i'm like oh i get what this guy's it's saying it's got to be something that works for both of us right yeah. that's gonna be like this that's is cool. worth putting on our playlist right that's it's kind of cool. like the way that i looked at it and um yeah, I mean that's that's where everything else just took off, right? Cool. Yeah, that's right. That mm. was the that was I think the 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 transformation, knowing what I can do that actually gave me purpose again because yes. it connected. It went full circle to who I was. It's a it was an amazing year. Like it was the worst and most painful thing I've ever experienced in my entire life. Um, but discovering music. And then going back to Duncan and actually meeting some friends that I had not checked in with for 20 years. Wow. Um, that was like, they reminded me of me. It was amazing. You what know what's the most amazing thing, though, for tying full circle on this? That when you're, I'm just looking at this as an outside perspective and, and breaking down the psychology to it because mm, <laughs> I yeah. can't help it. So please forgive me. But um, it's amazing that you're, it's like your tether, like it's it's yeah. to keep you from flying away. Because when right. when everything else was there, the anchor, yeah. music was always there. You just didn't realize during some hard times earlier that music was there. It was yeah. under they were there underneath your bed all this time on those hard so days true. and hard di- nights. Yeah. So you, close, you just didn't know so it was so close to so far. Yeah, but it never it never abandoned you. It was always there for you. And yeah. the beauty of this, especially you, it just gave me chills as you said you went back to Duncan because I already had my I already mm-hmm. was going to bring this point up before you said that. Mm-hmm. There's some beauty to the fact that when you went to this new school and you didn't know anybody, yeah, w- the one thing you had that was there for you was music. Yeah. And then now like right. it's, it's, it's still In different forms, right? The two, that too is my friend. And, yeah, and honestly, like, and that yeah. might've made that might for, for a line of a hundred people in a row. Yeah. 99 other people might have something completely different. It's yeah. drawing or it's writing in a journal right. or it's playing guitar. It's sorry, not yeah. playing guitar, like playing golf or mm-hmm. everybody has what they identify as. Totally. Some people it's being a police officer. And yep. when, when they're going through stress, they're taking on more shifts and they're working overtimes because that's their release. Right. Yeah. But for you, your release at the end of the day, you can, you can try to hide from life, <laughs> but life is going to, life's going to oh, slap yeah. you in the face. Oh yeah. yeah. It truly will. Yeah. You can't hide from what your destiny is, man. Yeah. It's there. It's oh, calling for you. So true. And so in the multi, Verse, John, we've talked, we've joked about this a oh, lot. Yeah. John, um, it's funny because me and Sebastian are bin- we love binging shows, so we're binging the Flash right now. And he's in the multiverse and he's oh, sweet. on all these different worlds, Earth One, Earth Two, all these different flashes. Wow. And John and I, we've talked about this, I think, on the pod, but we've talked about it so many times in Heart to Hearts. It's like John's living his destiny right now, and it's amazing. And I love watching it. With me, it's like there's there's different multiverse Kevins that were he he was like on an Usher song in you know 2009 and he recorded some stuff with Justin Bieber like yeah that. like cool. he he never went to the RCMP he his music that but this right. in this journey it yeah. wasn't my time my time had to be yeah. now and same thing with you yeah you had to experience those these things in the order you had to like a domino effect yeah. all the way down the line yeah to be able to tell the story you're telling now yeah. which 
you might have achieved some level of success earlier, but it's almost like this is the purest version, the one that had right. to go through these obstacles. Yeah. You're hardened by fire, right? You make, yes. make a sword with steel. Yeah. It's got to go through fire so first. True. Yeah, so true. Yeah, and it's it's uh, faith too. Like I've, I've um, uh, I'm a, definitely a, uh, I call myself a Christian. I, b- I believe, like I, okay. I believe there's there's some supernatural things that also happen along the way too that, that actually curved and kept me on that path. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I can't, I can't discount it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's, uh, it's amazing. So coming full circle. Yeah. And meeting friends and being reminded of who I was, it was such a, um, Oh my goodness. Like, like, wow, that's, that's who I am. And so coming back, of course, you know, the question is, is, is I'm, I'm on medical leave right now. Um, and there's, there's the, the decision that I have to make. Am I going to come back to work? Yep. Or what else am I going to do? And it's kind of like, I'm, I don't know. Yeah. And that's the thing is, is that with, um, with what I'm going through and, and the PTSD and the anxiety and massive depression that I went through, <clears throat> all of those things would have, um, sent me on a different path if yeah. I listened to them. Right. Cause, uh, there's so many things that happened that, uh, that would say, no, I can't do that. Or, or yes, you got to do that. You know, what else are you going to do in life? And so, so this decision, I can't do it, but <clears throat> with, um, with the help that I'm going to get and, and, uh, uh, you'll, you'll know that I'm, I'm totally, I love to just, just talk. There's, yeah. I, there's rarely that I'm actually keep things to myself. It's like, what's the point? Like, oh, I hear you, man. This is how we learn about <laughs> we each know. other. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows I can relate. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. So, so yeah. So I, I usually divulge more, but it's, it just helps me to kind of also identify like where I'm, where I'm going. Yeah, so, for sure. But yeah, so after I do this, um, uh, was talking about it earlier that, uh, part of the, the help that I need to get with, um, PTSD and anxiety and depression that I, I, I got through, through everything that I went through from, yeah, through, through the RCMP years, because this is just so much like, yeah. oh my goodness. But anyway, um, yeah, uh, I'm going to be doing some, some, um, uh, some therapy, yeah, some deep down good stuff. And, uh, and it's after that, I think once I, um, finish that and get to a point where I can manage my thoughts, my feelings, then I can actually make a, a very cognitive decision. And this is, it's almost like a fork in the road. It's yeah. like, I can't, I can't decide. I mean, I love this, but I, I know that. Yeah. Right. So that's where I'm at. It's like, I'm right there kind of, you know, there's two great things that are happening. Well, I think it's amazing that we're catching you at that sweet spot i'm a firm believer that nothing happens by accident um and we kind of mentioned it before but yeah we've only had two two people ever on this podcast um as as well three we've had sebastian so we've had (laughs) jeremy nishaw who is our our true like ally our buddy he opened for us at our our album release party he hosted the album release party and he just won literally he's awesome actually we didn't even mention that but congrats to our buddy jeremy because jeremy just won the best in kamloops he won the gold medal for the best best band or singer in the city. Cool. Um, he's amazing. Can't speak enough about him. We had Jeremy. Um, we had Sebastian come on as a guest host mm-hmm. and talk about it. And he wants, he's actually asking me the other day, when are we going to do another Sebastian segment? I'm like, he's like, but I'm not going to listen to it. We had to pull teeth <laughs> yeah. to get you on the first yeah, one. Exactly. So yeah. Seb's, uh, Seb was on here and then yourself. And there's a reason yeah. we have you on because, because we do feel that connection, both of us. And we, uh, we do see you as a strong ally and someone we want to be on this journey with. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, same. So cool. you have, we have your back a hundred percent, no matter what kind of decision. But at the end of the day, right now, like you're just, it's an incredible output of, um, yeah. of, 
expression and music and and you're um you're putting out some awesome songs we played a Thank few you. of them for you already um it's been awesome man it's been awesome to watch and really has been yeah yeah i mean we're in no position to give advice or anything but whatever route you go through just know on the record man like mm. to anyone that will listen like you have us standing at least cool. we're beside you right we got your like, back man yeah you we're guys. standing beside yeah, you for man. sure because i can relate having yeah. made that decision it's right. it's tough but whatever route whatever route it goes it's yeah. nice to see that when you go back so let's say you you decide yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm i'm set in stone mm -hmm. i'm gonna go till i retire at 30 years with yep. the rcmp yep um it's not going to be the same because you, no. you can't you, you you what you've done now you said yeah. before but you've actually taken the red pill now when you when music opened up your world this year uh, you took the red pill now you're right now you have it not just made not my mind you, explode. Yeah, exactly, well not telling you exactly which 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 way you i'm not telling go. you which way to yeah, go exactly. kevin's my, <laughs> kevin's my morpheus i'm your morpheus <laughs> there we go you, yeah. you 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 have the red pill now yeah, yeah. right so you can go back yeah but you're gonna know that stake is yeah. you know it's well that's the thing i think you're in the room right yeah. and, and you got both choices in front of you exactly yeah, right? and it yeah. doesn't mean by the way let's be clear it's it's it doesn't mean that in this analogy that taking the blue pill and deciding you know like you've had the mm -hmm. red pill regardless but you can still you yeah. can be cypher we're drawing them i love analogies <laughs> you can go back you can eat that delicious steak <laughs> whatever man yeah. but it doesn't mean it's necessarily bad it mm. just means you're gonna have to go back though and you have you can't now be i always draw the analogy with my family my mom will love hearing this because we talked about this thousands of times and I, I mentioned this a little earlier i think when we were off off air but mm. Um, being a square peg and fitting into square holes. I felt that I was always in the RCMP a square peg trying to fit into a round hole. Mm -hmm. That's how I felt Kevin Roy was. Mm -hmm. And I would try to shave down the edges of that square to get it to squeeze through that round hole. Yeah. If you do go back, my only wish for you would just be to make sure at least that, that, that you, you, you get a square peg that your square, right. like a square hole that your square peg will fit into. And it doesn't right. mean they don't exist, but, but right. it needs to be right for you because yeah. now you've had that red pill and you yeah. see like, man, this makes my soul complete. Like right. this is what my soul needs. Yeah. Cause you're putting out some unbelievable music oh, really, yeah. and it's amazing, man. Yeah. Like it's, it's inspiring for us. We're here in this conversation with you because we feel drawn to you. Cool. I can't even speak to what anyone else yeah. does when they learn your music and they learn your story. It's, it's mm -hmm. amazing. People need to hear this story mm -hmm. it's Appreciate so cool dude it's yeah. so cool cool thanks guys yeah well it's so good to be here because <clears throat> i i truly I, I, just like you're saying um connecting on uh through chats and stuff is like there's something there like like and now being here i just feel like i'm with brothers yeah like, absolutely it's yeah. so yeah. cool yeah. Yeah. like you guys there's and same with we were talking about rcmp stuff when it comes to music it's like yeah, we all know, like, yeah. you know, what'd you do with this? And it's so exciting to to be able to talk with you guys and actually be here in person to do that is yeah. is uh, definitely a privilege for me to be here. Well, we have a bunch this, of, like, we talked, it. we joked about it and all three of us got it, but like that kind of Wizard of Oz, the behind the curtain, there's a lot of behind the curtain tricks and stuff that you're... Um, that you've been helping us and that we're going to exploit from you. And there's stuff that we can hopefully help you with as well too. Right. So yeah. um, I think you're going to see a bit more of, of, of kind of that loops and Jonathan kind of combination working together to help each yeah. other. Totally. Um, and it's amazing, man. And it's uh, I'm so humbled that you shared your story with us yeah. in this. Um, I think we'll talk more as, as organically as it comes up throughout this pod and, mm -hmm. uh, and, and as we bring up other stuff, but now that people have a bit of the insight behind you, I think if there's ever a perfect segue, 
I would really like, if you're cool with this, John, yeah. I would really, um, I would really like to be able to, to hear and for our new music, mm-hmm. um, we approached you and we thought, Hey, if there's anything you got kind of in your back pocket, anything on the burner that you, that isn't quite cooked yet. Yeah. Um, is there, what would you think about that? And you have a couple, couple mm-hmm. options So tell us about this. Cause I think this is the perfect time to really, yeah. to hear what you're doing. Yeah. Well, the, um, <clears throat> before I get into that, I should actually talk about, um, the key people that were a part of, uh, one of those days signs, um, and, and, uh, <clears throat> because the next part of these songs definitely give light to new people. Yeah. And I absolutely. don't want to kind of like, try, yeah, forget the that. people that helped get you to this point. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So, <clears throat> so, um, I, my, f- the first, f- um, friend I met on, on, um, Facebook <clears throat> was through, uh, Chris Height and he has pure sound recording and he's got a studio out in West Kelowna. And what's cool is that I, <clears throat> I finished a song called freedom and you, and it's, it's a Christian rock song that I, I did and I was producing myself and, <clears throat> and I put it up on Facebook and this was just kind of sharing it with certain groups. Well, he saw it and he, he um, messaged me and said, Hey, I really like that song. If you, um, I, I have a studio down in West Kelowna and, and to get, um, why don't you come in? We'll record it for free. And then if you like what I do, then maybe f- moving forward, we can, we can work together. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. This is amazing. So, of course. <clears throat> so I met him, we recorded it and uh, it was great. So what I did was I had everything kind of pre-recorded in, in my studio. I just, I, when I say studio, it's, yeah, yeah. it's a desk. Well, I can imagine <laughs> yeah. we, we've so, been there. Oh yeah. 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 So <clears throat> I recorded everything, but I gave it to him cause I needed his expertise in terms of mixing the levels yeah, and making it sound great. So yeah, so it was, it was awesome. So we, we did that and, uh, and there was that song. And so one of those days <clears throat> did the same thing. I recorded everything at, uh, in my home studio, he did it. Um, and so Chris Height, uh, mixed it. And then, um, we, we got connected to Bud Bremner. Now he's a mastering engineer out of Vancouver and he's got coastal mastering. Nice. Uh, that's his company. So he, he was, um, instrumental in, in taking that, that song one more notch up yeah. to up to radio red uh freddy freddy radio friendly and so he <clears throat> and so that's that was great so we we did some good stuff and um so i, I kept writing and but i i connected with danny craig and danny craig is the drummer of default mm-hmm. um and so he, we just were chatting. I forget how this, I think it was kind of like doing the little frenzy things. Yeah. And then I kind yeah. of chatted with him and he was, he was getting back to me. I was like, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Teddy, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. What are you doing? Wow. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so it was, uh, it was exciting. Yeah. He said, yeah, I've got a studio here and, um, yeah, if you want to come by and we can, we can record a song of yours. I went, Oh my goodness. Okay. That's great. So, I went to the Vancouver area and I um, was looking around trying to just identify maybe another um, who else kind of is, is out there to yeah. do, um, uh, to produce it. And, and yeah, I don't, I don't just felt connected to, to Danny. And so I met him and uh, we talked, I came back later, a week later and um, <clears throat> we worked on um, stay. And this is a song I had kind of, kind of in the back burner. It was, uh, just a couple of ideas, a couple of cool things. And I, um, but I brought it to him and, and, uh, I, I did the same thing as I did with, um, Chris, as I, I said, here, I got all the tracks and <clears throat> Danny goes, Nope. 
<laughs> we're doing this from scratch. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. From the ground up. Yeah. So he wants the, the producing um, credits, which I'm glad to like. Oh, okay. smart. Yeah. I'm so yeah, because that's it's a big deal to when you're recording your stuff and <clears throat> and you've got so much to do. It's overwhelming sometimes. But so yeah, so I went to his studio and in four days, stay was done and it was amazing. Wow. So he programmed. It's so funny. <clears throat> He's a drummer and he programmed the drums. Oh yeah, and, uh, and he programmed the bass. And then he did all the vocals, the guitar, and all that stuff, and then, and there it is. And it's, it's it was so cool just to have that, and he made it sound awesome. I was able to use um, <clears throat> his guitars that he had, and one belonged to Dallas, and uh, it was in his studio, and I got, it was using that one, and and it was just going through his Bogner amp and, and his Laney amp, and it was it was amazing. Oh, I got wow. some cool. cooked up some really cool guitar sounds. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, so. Um, so that was really cool to just dabble with his stuff and, and his studio was awesome. And, yeah. and his, his default drum kit was right behind us. I was like, kept, like oh, I've kept going. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like, is this real? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It was cool. Yeah. So we finished, um, stay and, and it was such a great experience and I liked the results. And so I came back and did another one two weeks later oh, and that wow. was, uh, untethered. So in, in one month I got two songs done. And so it's, it's cool. It's like, I'm really excited about them, but I can't do anything because today's day and age, you've got to like, which is cool. You know, you get to celebrate each song. So each, each song you put out, you got to put all of your effort into it in terms of marketing and, yeah. and, uh, and even a, a cover for it. You know, if you're, um, distributing it through district or a CD baby, whatever. Um, but yeah, so each song has its own timeline. So I'm like, Oh, so mm-hmm. I'm ahead of the game, but, uh, I gotta, yeah, yeah. I gotta market this one as much as I can. And, <clears throat> and so, so the first one we'll hear is, uh, is stay. And, uh, and, yeah, it's cool. It's it's definitely a lot more simple and rocky. Nice. And, and uh, it was fun to actually just rock it. Oh, yeah. the drummer default. Yep. That's pretty cool. Do you remember default? I don't remember. Oh, yeah. um, Wasting but, but, my time. But I remember, yeah, like, that's it. I remember seeing you in the studio and then you were tagging him and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, who is this guy? I need to figure out what, oh, yeah. what this guy's deal is kind of thing, right? Because I yeah. just want, I was just curious, right? Yeah. And um, yeah, then I looked at his stuff and it's just like, oh. This yeah. is sick. This yeah. is actually really sick. Oh, they had like a, I'm pretty sure yeah. Waste of My Time even went like US. Like, like oh, it was huge. like platinum. Big, yeah, like big deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, yeah. I, I See it was awesome to hear some. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was uh, some of the stories that he, he uh, wow. was able to share with me. I was like, no way. Did you get yeah. one song like just catches yep. for whatever reason and yeah. then boom, life yep. changed. Like now you're finding yep. other undiscovered talent yep. 20 years later that's and right. helping them achieve their dreams. Like that's yeah. what it can do. That's the road it paves. It's, it's so unreal. True. And that's, for them. that's them. It, that's why it's, it's another story of like, just do what you're good at. You know, don't try and fit into something else that you think is going to make you famous. No, it's not, it won't be you and you'll never make it, but it's, yeah. it's, yeah. So that's why. So cool. Yeah. It goes back yeah. to another conversation we were having about like, just nope. Yeah. Stay true to yourself. Absolutely. So, yeah. So cool. Yeah. Well, let's listen to signs, at least the first little bit of it until... No, stay. stay the oh, first one my God. I'm signs so sorry. Is the one we've, we've already, already played. Oh, my oh God. God. It's John. not in front of me. This is what happens after two and a half Stellas. <laughs> two and a half Stellas. You're cut off. <laughs> I'm not driving. It's all good. You're supposed to be the beer drinker of the of the team. <laughs> of the team. I'm the liquor drinker. All right. Uh, stay. Yeah, let's stay. listen to stay. Cool? Yeah. Right, here we go. Alarm, make your distractions 
I love it, dude. That is awesome. That's wicked. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah was, I really enjoyed that. That was cool. That was really right nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to listening to the whole thing. Uh, because we're only going to be playing a little clip here. Yeah, we're yeah, playing right? a little whoop, yeah. little, yeah. little yeah. teaser. Little teaser. Little yeah, because that's supposed to be a secret. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys were the first person to hear it. Oh, yeah. baby. Yeah. Yeah, which yeah. is awesome, which is super cool. So, mm. yeah, I mean, so many cool things. I mean, it, it, it reminds me back of like some of the, it's got the, it's got some of the same kind of feel right. of the others because I think, I think that you got a pretty distinct voice and just a style that you kind of have right and i feel like that's recognizable even if you're going good you know and trying new stuff with different people yeah right yeah the consistent thing is is yeah at the end of the day the vocals and the sound it sounds similar from track to track Mm -hmm. but you can tell it's the same person that which is important no kidding that's that's good and that that was one of my worries too going into am i going to come out sounding totally different but uh no no, it was awesome it would just enhance certain things i mean yeah we got a lot more rocky with that yeah uh Mm but i don't know it's just it's cool dude it sounds yeah it just just really um yeah I, just, I could definitely picture driving and listening to that song like yeah, in the yeah, car cool. as i'm driving which is the ultimate yeah, for sure. litmus test for me yeah and one yeah, of the cool. things that i mean kevin was mentioning while the song was playing i'm like stop talking like <laughs> i'm trying to listen to the song <laughs> sorry man. but um you were mentioning the harmonies in there which is awesome so i mean that's one of the things that mm. i hope you get credited enough for is oh, that cool. you got some pretty slick yeah. harmonies in oh, there so you. yeah yeah i would have done more but what's cool is that um uh danny's advice with uh staying within the rock um, genre is that you don't want to harmonize too much because if the moment you break off and you have got one, two, mm-hmm. but then you got three, then it's like a country feel like yeah. instantly. Mm-hmm. I was like, really? And so I, I, we did it and I was like, oh yeah. Okay. Cause signs, which is out, which is the single I'm pushing yeah. now. It's got, um, a lot of harmonies on, yeah, on it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's kind of got that, that kind of um, country drive. And that's why <laughs> it's interesting that I'm, I'm pushing it to adult contemporary and, and country at the same time. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. But, but yeah, this one is like, no, this one's wrong. Yeah. It's, it <laughs> knows it's lane. It's right yeah. there. Yeah. So yeah, that was, um, that was a great experience uh, just to be, um, to go to and, and work with someone who knows the industry yeah. who's been there is to toured the world. And, um, he's and, forgotten more than all of us together at this table right now. No. Yeah. Like he's forgotten more like, he, Oh yeah. yeah. You're right. Right. Yeah. You're right. So, which is amazing knowledge yeah. to tap. What a resource it is. And you know, the advice of uh, like being in company in good company, but with people that are a little bit further, yeah. you know, when with Danny, it's like, <laughs> a oh, lot yeah. further like, right. but yeah. I was like in there and learning stuff and it was like yes I feel on fire again it's like mm-hmm. because you know like we, we get that to that same spot and it's like where do I go yeah. what do I do yeah. and, and yeah. so the music industry is just so strange like it's it's yeah. always changing and it's gray and it's certain people affect it and stuff right but mm-hmm. but yeah if um, if you work with someone that's um, humble like that and is able to offer you advice and, and leave with a great track it's like oh, oh dude you're yeah. in the you're in the gym right now and you're totally. you're you're literally training with like a mr olympia yeah that's like or so like a true. professional bodybuilder that's been doing it for 30 years yeah. and he know like he knows all the ins and outs and again he's forgotten more than you know but he's getting down there and he's spotting you on your sets and he's helping yeah. you with your level yeah that's huge like huge. that's what right. a resource that's amazing yeah you don't lose track of something like that mm-hmm. cool and then we have a second one we do yeah untethered Untethered. Oh, untethered. Yeah. This I is like that. the the future future track. So yeah, you're right. listening to some uh, to a song that's 
coming out in December. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. So like way out there. So yeah. to all our listeners and supporters, mm-hmm. this is a big, big deal. He's literally like pulling back the curtain a little bit, a little mm-hmm. sneak peek. Oh, and yeah. just out of respect for that, please, please, please. The songs that, that Jonathan does have on Spotify and iTunes or wherever you listen to your streaming, go shoot him a follow because those follows monthly mm-hmm. listeners, they help and the followers help and all this stuff helps with when you're tracking singles and releases. Um, and then that way, when these songs come, if you're following, mm-hmm. you're going to get it right away. Like right. You, you'll be at the front of the line to get those songs released instantly. Yeah. yeah. Really helps. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And thank you. Thank you for pushing that. Cause it's, uh, it's, it's really, it's, it's our, uh, it's our livelihood. It's, it's who bread we and are. butter, man. Yeah. yeah. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you're trying to promote your, you said, you know, you're getting in, you're getting your feet wet now on, on going to be out there and doing all, all of those live performances and all that stuff. And when you're, when you're pitching yeah. your songs or you're pitching your album, when eventually it hits and all that stuff, it, 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 it is just the sign of the times. Like it's, you mm-hmm. literally need to show you have a good following and a good backing and there's numbers behind you because yeah. any label, any big label, you're talking Sony and all these things, like any of these big labels, they, they don't want to know that they got to go in and start from ground zero. Like they want to know that there's a decent foundation there yeah. of a following and then they can build from that and make yeah. you the biggest star in the world, but you gotta have something. So yeah, these little bits help. So true. And that's, that's really what we all need to realize too, is that they're, they're, there are ears listening and um, the intervention is going to happen when, when it's time, when it's ready. If you guys keep it up, if, if, um, if you, you know, if you're at a stage where like, ah, oh, you know, I've been doing this for so many years and, and nothing's happening. Keep working. Yeah, keep working. Yeah, Cause yeah. The, that's the test. You know, like if you can yeah. endure and if you show that you are so committed and, and doing this and you keep coming up with new content and you keep pushing and keep playing, it's going to happen. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's going to happen. You just, you just can't give up. And that's what the, uh, mm-hmm. the, almost the filter is. So like, there's that, there's the that great mountain. filter. I love yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So there it is. It's like this mountaintop and, and, uh, only few will actually climb to the top to make it. And that's, that's where they're all waiting for it. Right. They just saying, ah, I can't. And then they come down, but yeah. no, I love that so much, man. We use that analogy a lot. So the mountaintop, yeah. like yeah. we're climbing oh, Everest and we're at, we're past base camp now. Mm. Well, base actually, camp is like, you're actually getting into the studio and doing the work. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And we talk about like chopping through the forest, right? That's, one of our biggest analogies where we're actually in a forest right and we're trying to create our own path trying to get there right because everybody's realistically trying to do the same thing and there are like freeways that you can take to get to your end destination you can jump on the freeway go the country path you can go the pop path but if you go that way it's jam-packed Absolutely. You are in full of traffic. Everyone's got totally. the same idea. They're all doing the same thing as you. Yep. Yeah. You could have jumped into a band when you got back into music and just being the front guy of a band. Right. And but that lane is is yeah. packed. So maybe you get lucky and someone's in a helicopter and they notice you. Oh yeah. Let's pull this guy out of the traffic and pull right. him to the front. But the odds of that happening, you're not yeah. controlling that that no. bait. No. Whereas so if true. you get your 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 you hands know, dirty, hands yeah. dirty, and get your axe chop and chop down those trees and yeah. make our own path. Yeah. And guess what? It's, it's a lot harder, but tiring. So true. It's, oh, it's, it's exhausting. So exhausting yeah. and tiring. And it's you got to keep yourself motivated and you got to yeah. keep yourself going. And we've talked about that a little bit too. And I'm sure that we'll talk about that a little bit later as well. Yeah. But I mean, there's so much work that you put in as an independent artist, and you're doing all the tasks. Yeah. <clears throat> that he can possibly think of yeah. and we're probably still missing something totally right is is yeah. the thing right I, I i don't think that there's a clear definitive this is what you got to do step by step process no. to get to where you want to yeah. go no is the thing right no, that's true and we're all unique in, in how we do it and that's that's the coolest thing is that you know you may be good at uh, certain things and 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 then you are and then i've you know and that's why 
talking like this and and that's why i love your podcast so much is because it's kind of like hey you know let's let's talk about how certain things are happening yeah. and it's so cool because it's current it's it's uh here's what i learned so far you know and and the the music industry is always changing and always evolving because of technology but also because of trends because and it's just you never know you well know? thank you man well, that means a lot yeah and and our podcast in six months in 23 episodes we're different and learn different things than yeah. podcast one and two. And I don't mean just on how to do a podcast. I just mean us loops, the band, the duo and are completely different than six months ago, but yeah. it's almost like it's, it's a, it is, it's a diary. It's a, it's a, it's going back and reading your journal and being like, man, that's what I thought six months ago. It's funny because right. you can listen to those and it's like, man, I was frustrated as hell, but yeah. that actually changed my way of thinking exactly just that much. like yeah. you know you talk about how many different changes there are in the music industry yeah. so much happens internationally and whatnot and hopefully like we all get to that stage one day where we can be talking about that and it's like these are the problems that we got to deal back with fondly yeah. right yeah and then so many of them that we got to deal with right now are locally right that yep. yeah. you know happens when you're gigging and stuff yep. like that yeah. right so a lot of that has come from experience and just learning and you know but it's naked. It's bare, right? It's totally. putting it all out there and and being like, hey, this is us, warts and all. Yeah. Um, come join us for the ride, right? So yeah. Uh, yeah. we appreciate that, man. To be honest, because we put we it's we've cool. actually now we we're invested in this podcast now. It started out just as a fun mm -hmm. little let's yeah. just do this for twenty twenty three or sorry twenty twenty two. Keep ourselves motivated. Yeah. Push through the year. Just we have to do it ourselves. every week. It gives us something to do, and yeah. we can you know it's our own accountability journal. Yeah. But to know that it's kind of making that connection, we appreciate it. Oh, it sure that. is. Yeah. And and I was so excited. I remember when I was. I was looking for advice. I was like, there's got to be something out there. This this is kind of reminds me of how I found you guys. Is is uh I was like, ah, you know, where, where can I get advice that's current, that's gonna help me and and maybe maybe even share the same frustrations yeah. and, and challenges that, that I'm having. So I was just searching. I was I was just like, oh, there's gotta be like talk show or something and then it was like oh podcast and it was like, and then it was the the name of it was like oh yeah click and i was like yeah this is it i was listening to it listening to it and then the best thing about this is i went who are these guys <laughs> i went they're in cam loops no yeah. way i was like yeah, they're yeah. neighbors yeah 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 oh yeah. yeah this is sweet so yeah, yeah this is why cool. i reached out so yeah it was so good yeah. very cool sweet man yeah. yeah well let's get uh yeah your second second track uh -huh. Yeah, second track, uh, Untethered. Um, this one I, I wrote um, the probably the beginning of the year, or maybe even 20, um, anyway, it doesn't matter, but uh, Untethered, yeah, it's about, um, yeah, just, just kind of finding yourself stuck in certain situations in life and, and um, struggling through certain things and, and maybe having some hardships, but um, we can only, I'll only let uh, like the 30 seconds uh, of it um, be heard because it's just like so secret private so oh yeah but mm -hmm. later in the song it takes a turn so it's kind of in the minor key at because it's it's talking about challenges and difficulties but yep. it does it does make a, a, a switch to the uh, um, to the positive side Ooh, so right but what's cool is that Untethered was um, uh, recorded again with um, Danny Craig as producer um, I had Forrest Williams play uh, drums he's big wreck so oh, wow yeah so what's cool is that i was just again making those connections and he's like yeah you know what you know you guys let me know if you need some um some drums for a track i went jesus i'm heading to the studio with danny craig do would you yeah he goes yep yeah, let me know wow and i sent him the song he did the big wreck did the digging a hole you da, da, da. Um, was that big wreck uh big wreck is um let me hear that that song um they're out 
Uh, Ian Thornley is the um, lead vocals. Yeah. But um, yeah, you'll have to, you have to find it. Oh, beach. Whoa. Yeah, so the timing <laughs> is actually timing. amazing. All right. No. Okay. Let's take a quick break. Yes. All right. We're back from that quick, quick little pizza break. It was good. It was good pizza in case you guys were curious. Good, yeah. It was so good. Um, so anyways, back to what we were talking about. Jonathan, you were talking about Big Rex. Yes, the, uh, the drummer is Forrest Williams. And uh, it was so funny. I was just mentioning this too, because I uh, when I got it, uh, confirmation from Forrest. Hey, I'll do the rooms for you. Uh, I was like, yes. And I remember um, contacting Danny. I went, Danny, I got Forrest. <laughs> Are you comfortable with that? Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, you know, it's like, I don't want, you know, two drummers to be. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, you're a drummer. Step yeah. on toes and stuff. Yeah. So, but uh, no, Danny was so cool with it. It was just, yeah, no, bring it in. It's, it's good. It's, it's a different vibe. And that's the thing with um, the control of recording when you're doing um, MIDI. You can you can program your own stuff, and this isn't the way I do it uh, in my studio. And because you know, there's a certain vibe and groove that you need. But but when you hire someone else, they have a different interpretation of that. So, um, so he uh, yeah, he definitely did a great job of Untethered, which is the the next track here. So here we Sweet. go. Short, short, brief, little teaser. All right, here we go. say man i said i said it i said it when we were listening and like i'm just i'm blown away i love your vocals they well these guys and what did i say when we were listening i'm like bon jovi, bon jovi dude yeah, you got like seriously. a john, a yeah. john bon jovi yeah. type of like there's just like a tone to it and it's awesome it's oh man i, I mean that with the yeah. highest praise yeah i oh man i don't want to say that that was my favorite to listen to so far but i liked how it dropped down and mm. then it, it sounds a little bit different than the other ones just because it feels a little bit i, I don't want to say slower because i mean like usually yeah. we got some pretty slow music or whatever else you know or, or it's kind of got that feel right a little yeah. bit of that sadder feel so i'm excited to listen to the rest of it yeah right because you're yeah. kind of teasing there that it's oh man becoming you're coming upbeat into the last little nah, bit dude, right? we can we can own it we got to hear we the <laughs> no, other people no, no, could no, be no, excited no, no. to I, hear the rest of it i i we still haven't heard like the last half of the song where, true where well, we got to hear more than what it. all the people listening got to oh hear. yeah we did so we got like vip status yeah you guys won't even get to hear how awesome that gets for like Months. months 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 man. yeah months. exactly it's been yeah. a nice little christmas present it's hard for me too because like yeah i know you like, you want to so share good. it yeah exactly yeah. yeah don't say it's the best because i know it's the best <laughs> when you guys hear this down the road if you're listening to this podcast again and it's in the future and you're hearing this and you're like i know what that whole song sounds like yeah put a comment somewhere alina will be re-listening to this for like the third time or something like that Three times this week, probably. She'll, she'll, this will be like her eighth time through the actual rotation of the entire yeah, exactly. library of Diary of Indie Band. She'll be like, well, I just heard that song, the new one that just came out. It came out yesterday. Wow. So there we go. Yeah, there we go. Well, thank you so much for um, for that. And and such a compliment because, you know, when when I'm singing and I listen to my voice, I'm like, oh, you know, how do I change it? You know, I've, I've been taking a lot of, um, uh, I've been 
seeing a, a vocal coach now mm -hmm. to help me with with breathing and, and all, all that stuff and yeah. performing and how to get through like a sore throat and stuff. And so it's been really helpful. But still, it's like uh, that's that's my voice, you know. And yeah, I, I need awesome. to I need to sound different. So I never I never think that i never think yeah. i'm good i think i think we all think that too it's like yeah it's my voice you know absolutely if i sounded more Except like you, chris cornell or i do kind of love my voice <laughs> but <laughs> you literally said at one point today i swear to god oh man i sound sexy i did say you I did say that sexy. as we were like yeah, leading back true. from a break especially when i lean into it so funny so Hello. we were talking about what we fall asleep with his own voice he puts on the podcast but he's like man if i could only just mute john's voice on here Guys, I have a confession to make. Uh, 90% of our podcast streams are just me listening to myself when I fall asleep. Just see yourself. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's, it's true. It's true. Cool. No, well, that's all right. That's that's wicked. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing yeah. that with us, by the way, because that that's cool. Like yeah. behind the scenes. Oh, man. Stuff Absolutely. To come. We're looking forward to to those ones hitting the air, man. Yeah. This is so the one right now, though, we already played it or we would have just done it today. But signs mm -hmm. is the one that you're promoting. Yippers. Signs is you're, you're getting it out there. And a really cool accomplishment. I just saw this um, the other day on your Jonathan official music uh, page is mm. you got it out on all radio now. You got it out there across country. Yep. Yeah, that's right. That's it's, exciting. It is. Yeah, it's so cool. And it's... Um yeah, when you're releasing a song, you kind of have to know which genre you're going to put it in. Yeah. And, uh, and this one actually might be able to cross between adult contemporary and country so we'll see we'll see which which genre really yeah picks it up but but yeah yeah just now you know tomorrow the next day the next day after that all i'm going to be doing is like hi <laughs> radio uh program director my name is jonathan i hope you've had a chance to read you know yeah yeah that's it it's yeah because like, they're submitted over, you gotta follow over, up you gotta yeah, be this yeah, squeaky yeah, wheel right man. yeah so sweet 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 well there we go this was a fun new music segment really has been yeah Let's talk about our top fives. Here we, I'm excited. An hour and I'm itching. a half later or whatever. <laughs> Record yeah. for, for latest entry of a top five. But we're, wicked, we're yeah. not doing this podcast without a top five. No, exactly. It's I'm just part of our show. This, it's, you know? Yeah, it's it's standard, man. It's it's part of the package. So for anybody who doesn't know, Jonathan, in case you don't know, our top fives, we pick every single week something new. Um, we try and get new people in and involved. Send us your top five list. We haven't even mentioned it yet, but if you have your own top fives, send it to us, dib at officialloops.com. Yeah, we've done the last few actually have been requests by yeah, listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we love making them kind of unique and uh, and original from show to show. Sometimes we just talk about things that have nothing to do with music even because, again, it's inside the mind of loops, right? But today we're going to do a very music-centric one and the three of us are going to discuss it together. So mm -hmm. the top fives that we came up with, this is going to be a top five musician band producers doesn't matter someone in the music industry alive or dead at any specific time in history that you could spend a day in the studio with so you yourself so jonathan john fennel as loops um or john fennel me as loops um top five music person that you could spend a day in the studio with yeah that's wicked well as our guest do you want to start us off, Jonathan? Or do you want us to go? Well, how do you, what do you prefer? We'll leave it to you. We'll give you the honor no, of deciding. This is the coveted moment. So, I, yeah. I, yeah. No, it'd be blasphemous if I took over. So, you <laughs> start you this first. Okay, right, yeah. cool. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, what you, you know thinking? what? You came up with this list, so I want to hear yours first. Yeah. Yeah, that's because you walked into the room before we started recording. You're like, you're going to be pissed when you hear my top five. It's true. Because I gave him a Actually, spoiler on a couple even, of yeah. mine, and he knows it's going to bug me that I forgot a couple. Yeah. 
This happened during the Olympics top five, by the way, when I forgot a couple of Olympic moments and you mentioned a dream team and I left the dream team off. Oh, my top get five ready for round Olympic. two, buddy. Oh, man. Yeah. I never go. hear the end of this from my friends. Okay. Top five. Beatles during the get back sessions. Nice. Um, we've seen the documentary. I think it would be probably really annoying in real life to be in that room for an entire day during the recording session. But yeah, maybe for a full day. Yeah. yeah. But if, but if I could pick the brain of Paul McCartney at all, um, even just to be there to be part of that magic, but I would love to spend a day in the studio with them at that point in their careers during the, the during those sessions, at least Paul, I don't know, John would probably get on my nerves and George was being kind of a crybaby and poor Ringo, poor sweet Ringo. I would just chat with Ringo at the very least. Ringo was just, <laughs> you made Ringo you'd cry. Be, you'd just be like sitting on like the chairs, just reading newspaper with him. It's just, <laughs> that's, that's all I can picture. It's like, Remember, what's Ringo doing? We watched the, we, they're like writing songs on the piano that like, yeah, yellow. If you octopus, haven't seen, ele- uh, I got a song yeah. about an octopus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we, uh, when we watched the documentary, we've talked about it on the pod before, but there's like three, two hour episodes made by Peter Jackson. And when we watched it, John, and it was just such a constant joke you made Ringo cry (laughs) (laughs) what sweet Ringo all right so Beatles during get back sessions yeah um next would be probably obvious if you know me but Ed Sheeran just right now if I could just spend a day in the studio with him even today um he's he literally is making the music that we want to make so the loops album it's uh we were honored to be doing it with Doug he's a BC music hall of famer he's Grammy and Juno nominated he's forgotten more than we know as well um, he's he's amazing. But that being said, like Doug is in his own lane of folk and bluegrass music. Um, we want to make pop music. We want to make top 40 music. We want to make songs that people talk about and are on Billboard and all that stuff. We have really grand aspirations. And Ed Sheeran is making the music we want to make, yeah. period. Right. So yeah. I mean, he's making Shape of You and all these different songs um, when he's making A-Team. Like this, this is kind of right. music we want to make. And I feel like our album's right on that line. Yeah. It just, it would need someone with his genius to fine tune it a bit. So Ed Sheeran, number two, um, number three is also a current contemporary right now, but he's just, he's, I think he's just an absolute genius, which is Phineas. Um, he's Billy Eilish's brother, uh, Jonathan, I don't know if you know of him, but no. Billy Eilish, that, that yep. girl that just dominated, won all the Grammys. Her totally. brother actually is the genius behind everything she does. He wrote all of her hit songs. He produces he's everything. He's the producer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. You were yeah. talking off, uh, off, um, off recording about like Ryan Teeter from, uh, One Republic. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's like him, but even maybe more of a prodigy. Like it's unreal what he mm. does. He writes, records, produces everything. He's just yeah. an absolute genius wow. right now. Um, so I would love to just be in the studio just again to see what he could do with some of my creative ideas and my lyrics and see what he could do with a loop song that we've made. Like it would be so cool. Yeah. Um, and then these next two are time capsules, just like the Beatles. Um, and they're at a moment in time when I think just absolute brilliance was personified and captured by somebody. One would be producer Quincy Jones in 1982 when he was making Thriller. No kidding. I would love to be in the studio with him because he got, Michael Jackson was so shy even then, even coming off Off the Wall, which was, we forget, was maybe a better album than Thriller, to be honest, because Thriller is the first time they ever made a full album of just singles. It was the first time in music really ever that a big album was just pure singles. It wasn't like a story. Albums used to be albums like we start to finish a piece told of a story it was a piece of work a piece of art mm. um pink floyd more than anyone personified that kind right, of stuff right um but this is the first time they were like we're just going to make 11 hits and they're all going to be massive and it's going to be the biggest album ever and it was it was but michael already had a huge album with off the wall that was his first um his first solo album and yeah. quincy jones produced that and 
it was it was amazing. But Michael was so shy and nervous and and un- insecure of himself that he would sing laying underneath the desk in the studio with the lights off. That's how he sang the vocals for all these legendary songs. Yeah, yeah, true story. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, and um, that's amazing. Quincy Jones got blood from a stone out of yeah. this genius. And Michael's amazing. He put Michael up on stage and he just, he's, he's, a, he's a savant, but both, like he just was, he wasn't that, he wasn't that person like when That's he was in a studio. Amazing yeah. because it, it, all through his life, he was performing all his life. Little Absolutely. Kid, but, now, but to get him, but to get that performance out of him that he needed to do to make thriller. Yeah. Um, that was what, but Quincy Jones, like the best teachers, right? They teach yeah. to the individual. They don't right. teach their style. They, I'm going to cater my style to you. Right. And and as a producer, I think it's the same idea. So I think Quincy right. Jones saw that genius. And I just think I, I grew up with pop music. I grew up with that kind of stuff. So I think it would just be genius just to be in a room with that guy. Yeah. Um, wow. mm-hmm. And then the last one is to me is just so underappreciated, but just for pure genius as well. Um, and selfishly, I'd want to be a part of it, but is in 1985, um, We Are the World was recorded. It was a massive, massive hit. Um, and it had all the best artists in North America and a lot of England um, music and right. pop music all made this song for Africa, right? Because yeah. it was to help out with the famine in Africa. And um, Lionel Richie helped produce it with Quincy Jones. And there's a documentary, if anyone listening to this, um, Jonathan, yourself included, if you haven't seen this documentary, I, I encourage you to go on YouTube as soon as you finish this podcast and watch it. And um, just do We Are the World, Lionel Richie, behind the scenes. Okay. It's like 45 minutes or 50 minutes or something like that of just him behind the scenes, how he was like a puppet master and orchestrated all these geniuses in one session. And it's like they're coming in and out. So it's like all of a sudden, like um, you have uh, Bruce Springsteen coming in and you have all these like Michael Jackson comes in and you have everybody coming in into the room for a little bit. Cindy Lauper. And they're like. John was telling you this earlier, but they were like singing and he's, he's like, they're asking questions. You know, no, you got to go here. And Michael, you got to go there. And like, okay, Bruce, wow. you got to go here for your part. And Bono, you got to go here for your part. And he's like, well, well, well thinking about it, then maybe I'll sing it this way. He's like, no, 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 you got to, you know, like, <laughs> that's so cool. And, and he yeah. was like, a, he was just a genius. He was unparalleled. He just had such incredible instincts. Um, and I mean, yeah, he was in the Commodores. He, he made his own, um, his own, you know, magic himself all night long and all these songs and say, you say me and, and hello. And, and I just think he was an underappreciated music genius. And I would just, I would love to be in a studio with him for a day to see what he could get out of Mm -hmm. Kevin Roy, what he could get out of loops. Right. Right. Even if it was 1985. And plus I would just love to sing a verse on we are the world. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There we go. (laughs) Selfishly. Selfishly. (laughs) If I'm there, then he'll just be like, Hey, why don't uh, don't you you try this one part? Hey, you, (laughs) why don't you sing this part? Yeah. Cool, man. So that's, that's my top five. Wicked. And I have no regrets. I don't care if you have something on there. I forgot. I'm, it's not going to bother me. So nice try. Yeah. Well, Ask me again in about five, ten minutes. Oh, God. You'll know. <laughs> trust me. Everybody's going to know if it bothers me. Yeah. Um, all right. Cool. No, that's an awesome list. And some of those uh, cross over into mine. Yeah. Um, I intentionally took Ed Sheeran off my list. Oh. Um, because he's obviously a big inspiration. It's too obvious. It's too easy it's, of an answer. It's, it is too easy and too obvious. Um, also, I'm not too sure. Like, so that's the thing is... We, we've talked about this before, but like my songwriting process is write as many songs because eventually one of them is going to be good enough, yeah. you know, to get people's attention. Right. Right. And that's the way that I've always thought about music. Right. And we got a slightly different approach to that. Um, and I feel that if I was 
able to be in the studio and show Ed Sheeran one of my songs and say, this is the best because it's the best feedback that I got. And he's like, okay, I'm going to change it. I feel like I would be heartbroken. Oh, no. He's I like, would feel hey, like I'd be heartbroken. Dude. You know, exactly. <laughs> it like would be that kind of thing, right? right? And if we were trying to like collaborate on like a song or something like that, and we had to do it in 24 hours, then that would be two time restrictive. Oh, I see. Oh, that's why you that. kept bringing up the 24 hour thing. Well, you like, said do I have it. like a full day? I'm like, you I don't said care. It. If I got Ed Sheeran for 45 minutes, I'm going to convince him why my song's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about it logistically <laughs> whereas you're just like i'm gonna will it to exist i will will ed sheeran to yeah. make the song great with me exactly awesome. let me sell it to him in 45 minutes i got 24 hours i'm gonna do this 24 times honestly if anyone's seen <laughs> yesterday i straight up would just be like all right we're doing that challenge from that movie he'd be like what are you talking about man i'm like you know we're doing the challenge ed you we're know that's it songwriting competition you were right now it. you were right in now. the movie yeah um so with that being said um some of them did cross over phineas was one of them of course um super cool artist you introduced me to phineas more than i even found myself like yeah you, like i knew he did yeah stuff but you were like man like i appreciate how incredible yeah. this guy is yeah and i think that was just because like i saw like he was um playing for billy eilish and then i was like oh shit that's actually just her brother is yeah. who it is and then i was like who is this guy by the way and then he's yeah. actually doing a whole bunch of cool stuff and wow. um yeah i mean he's he's grammy award-winning producer songwriter all this kind of other stuff as well um so he's doing well for himself he's fine um so that's one of those players on the list that i would love to work with another one is um the beatles yeah sergeant pepper album though 1967 oh. when they were kind of going crazy like I, w- I would like to be in that era where it's read, just read, read, where, what, read what my line says with the what beatles. does it say down there read the beatles line Sergeant Pepper or get back. Yeah, but you <laughs> I didn't. left it out. Oh, but you did I it. Wish I said it now. <laughs> I did. Say I, I feel like that's when they were more creative and then yes. they, they toned it down and then they were like, okay, now this is the end of the road. We got to, you know why I did get back instead of Sergeant Pepper? Cause I feel like Sergeant Pepper was mostly Paul. That's the difference. So mm. Paul like really did everything on Sergeant Pepper and it to the point where it bugged the Beatles. Cause they were just like, this is not just you. You're not the only Beatle. Like, yeah. But you, but you love Paul, I, so like, you'd be like, like good. But, That's but John. The at, at, at the same time, like there was a lot more George. I would say on the on the last album on on Get Back. Yeah. But while my guitar gently weeps was Sergeant Pepper. Was it? Oh uh, right. Was it not? I'm pretty sure it was. I'm gonna look this up right now. This uh, is where it might be it. the White Album, dude. You think it's the White Album? I'm pretty sure George didn't have a lead song until the White Album. Hmm. Uh, you might be changing your choice too bad man the fates have already locked it it in you're hanging out you're hanging out with paul and everyone's like boo we hate you guys like i said i uh john and george are all bitter in the corner and you and paul are just having the best time ever hanging out all day in fictional 1965 doing sergeant the one time that i'm wrong in this podcast and you would actually also find (laughs) out whether paul was actually murdered or died sorry in a car crash and replaced by billy shearer which is the famous theory Oh, yeah. The theory is that they got in a fight and then he left. Yeah, we're like robots for this stuff. We just have awesome. the most crazy useless knowledge um, while well, you're looking up your thing. So, yeah, Paul supposedly left and got in a car crash. Um, and then they they knew it, they thought it would. The, the theory is they thought it would cause like mass hysteria. So they replaced Paul with a lookalike that was like a vocal kind of like a tribute band like a knockoff right um this guy billy Shear, and yeah so that's it was a conspiracy that paul is dead but then when people started like connecting dots and being like 
Yeah, like they're how come when when they're doing um when they're walking across Abbey Road, Paul's the only one that's got no shoes on. It's like a funeral progression, and he's wearing so- oh, like bare feet. And and when and on on one of the songs you play it backwards, I think it's Revolution Nine. Um, you hear John Lennon say "Turn me on, dead man," and like there's all. And then the Beatles fed into it because John loved that stuff, just poking everybody, and he's like. Maybe. <laughs> Which is also a great song, by the way. But yeah, all that stuff started in 1969 with like a big uh, radio um, in in uh, Detroit started a theory. So, that you said. so while my guitar gently weeps was actually 1968, so I was wrong. Was it the White Album? It was the White Album. Boom! <laughs> Undefeated. Regardless, I think that that would be, I, I think it would still just, be awesome. just the creative whatever was going on Yeah, man. during that time. I think that that'd be cool to be on. And you could sneak yeah. your picture into the album cover. Because it had a million nobody would notice. different pictures. Nobody would notice. They literally had Hitler as one of the pictures on it. Exactly. So you could straight up get your picture in there. You'd be oh, fine. Man. Yeah, believe me. Mussolini and like all the... Like, and Stalin was in there. Yeah. So, so you, you could sneak John Fennell picture in there for sure. Oh, 100% I would. Uh, next up on this list is probably one that you would have guessed, Kev, which is Benny Blanco, who yeah, is a producer nowadays. Um, he has worked with tons of big artists. He's He produced um, moves like Jagger. Oh, okay. is the song by Maroon 5. Yeah. Um, he has worked with Ed Sheeran. He's worth, worked with Phineas and Phineas Bieber. Bieber. I'm Lonely, He's my worked. favorite Bieber song. Right? Yeah. There's too many names for him to count, but he is cool. super cool. He actually played with Justin Bieber at the SNL um, in, what was it, 2020? Yeah. For or 2019? 2020, when Lonely first 20? came yeah, out. Yeah, when it first came out. And then 2020. We it right after. Yeah. We, um, but yeah, I mean... He played piano on yeah. like live. Yeah. yeah. But he's, he's a cool brilliant. dude. But he's a super cool dude. He's creative as hell. And he's just, he, he just knows what he's doing. He's got the ear for it. He's got everything. Like he started making music. It was kind of the same idea as um, uh, Mike Posner. Mike Posner, who started recording his own music in his college dorm room and then said, hey, I'm going to put this online. And then Mike Posner did The Cooler Than Me. If I can write you a song and make you fall in love. And took a pill nice, yes. yeah. in Ibiza. Yeah. That one yeah. as well. Okay. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Benny Blanco. I think that that would be incredible. He's be actually probably it. the most realistic chance of all the people on this list of actually ever happening. More too. than Phineas? I think more likely you are to be yeah. able to meet up and network and be six. De- like Ed Sheeran said, everybody's uh, only six degrees away. You're only six I people feel away. Like Benny's harder to get a hold of because I think that he Phineas, kind of. I think Phineas I think, is in like a little Billie Eilish bubble. I think. I don't think so as much. I think that well, Benny, let's test it. Benny is more going to be like, if you know, if you know somebody who knows me, then, then, okay, we'll talk. But I feel like Phineas is kind of just everywhere. Like the, the odds of running into him at like a show is much more. All right. Gentlemen's bet. All right. For future loops. It might be five years from now, but whoever we meet first of the two of them. Five million dollars on the line. Fine. Deal. <laughs> deal. But five deal. million dollar bet between the two of us, whoever we meet first, <laughs> meet. We have a conversation. That's the rule of the bet. Conversation with this person. I'm going to edit this out. Yeah. yeah. No, if, it's staying. If I lose, if no. I lose, I'm editing yeah, this out. Right. Later? No, wait, dude. It's staying in. Witness. <laughs> Witness. All right. Witness. Um, next up on my list. Um, I think would be super cool because I think that he's a super awesome producer would be Dr. Dre. And I'm not in rap or anything like that, but I think that that would be cool just to pick his mind and just to see See him do his thing for a day. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, it doesn't that's, mean you're recording with this person. No, and that's the, the studio. Like, right? I'm not thinking like you know this would be the best for me. Let's not kid ourselves. The Beatles wouldn't <laughs> let us do anything. <laughs> no, but the Beatles. I didn't think the Beatles are going to let me do anything in the get back session. I just want to be a fly on the wall. So Dr. Yeah, Dre, I totally right, get yeah, it. Right, oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and then the last one on my list, I think, for any time period that they were recording and releasing music, I think that would be super cool. Mozart for Queen. I, trust me, I had Queen and then I deleted yeah. it. For Queen, I think yeah. that they they tried a lot of cool stuff and they, oh they they were pioneers in their own way. Yeah. And I think that that's, yeah, the last one on my list that I'm like, I would like to be in the room and pitch ideas. God, can you imagine they, being in the studio the day that they did Bohemian Rhapsody? Like at least first tried it and experimented because they were in yeah. like a cottage and you imagine and, you, and you've seen and you've seen the movie, yeah. right? Bohemian Rhapsody and, it, and literally um, We Will Rock You was mm. just Freddie just being like, bum, bum, this yeah. is how we're going to start the wow. song. Yeah. Right. Just stomping his feet and clapping. Well, Queen were the first ones ever, ever, ever to make songs for stadiums. Like they were the first ones to do it. Mm. And a lot of your um, inspirations yeah. and these heavy metal yeah. rock bands, they all took from what Queen did. Like yeah. you could argue the Beatles with Revolver created heavy metal and, and heavy rock and roll. Yeah. Um, but Queen were the first ones. We will rock you. Like yeah. these big stadium songs that was made to have thirty thousand people. No, it was made for that, right? It was. They were the first, and then obviously Kiss took it up a notch, and all these great bands took it up the stadium show even up a notch from Queen. But Queen, yeah, pretty much invented that thought of like let's make songs that are they're fun during your you're listening to the record, yeah. But when you're they're made to be listened to live in a stadium, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that'd be wicked yeah. to see them just to see the brilliance. I completely agree. My that's dad's gonna be very upset that mm-hmm. I didn't put it on my disowned. List. My dad's the biggest Queen fan ever. Yeah, he'll Dis-owned. be mad. Oh, really? He'll be upset. <laughs> he saw Queen the night that um, the night after John Lennon was assassinated. I was a baby, and him and my mom went and saw him in uh, Wembley Arena, Arena, which we pointed out on a previous yeah. pod. Wembley Arena, um, and. It was the first and only time Freddie played Imagine as a tribute for John Lennon. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And about five years ago, I tracked down from like a bootleg um, Queen collector in Minnesota an actual audio recording of that concert and gave it to my dad as a present. That's that's super (laughs) cool. It was bonkers. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'll never top that present. I just gave yeah. up giving him presents after that. I just haven't given him one since. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Dude, I'm good for life. <laughs> like, I got you the queen yeah. concert. Yeah. Um, yeah, wicked. I love it. Uh, yeah. You made me look like a bad son. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> Jonathan. Me. The, oh it's, the, the stage is yours, buddy. What? Well, thank you. Um, <laughs> I, that was so cool. I, just to hear you guys kind of select individuals that um, and, and groups that, that have certain aspects or, or parts of history and stuff. And it's like, you know, when I'm looking at my list, I'm like, <laughs> when we're kids, we're going around the circle and yeah. like, it's going to be my turn real soon. <laughs> <laughs> and mine aren't good. <laughs> oh, that's all right. So, but I'm going to be so typical. Hey man, that's I, all right. I mean, we'll just get, get, get it off to the list. Because <laughs> it's so typical. I've seen the, the Elvis movie three times already. Like, dude, I was literally talking both, about yeah. this last yeah. weekend because we had like Sorry. Saturday off because we had our gig canceled. And I'm like, dude, we need to go and see the Elvis movie. And then yeah. it just didn't come out. But oh, man. So now it's I'm curious, curious is, is it, it Tom it? Parker or is it Elvis that you would want to be in the studio with for a day? Oh, definitely Elvis. Elvis. Yeah. Elvis. Yeah. Now, what Elvis? Because I had Elvis on my list at the very, very beginning, too. And then I, I deleted it off because I was like, mm, the other ones to me just 
beat it on my list. But I considered it as well just to see the magic. So what Elvis? What version? That's just it. What what Elvis? You got a time Um, machine, right? And the genie's like, you can go see whoever. You're right. Well, and that movie is is phenomenal. It'll take you through the entire- Okay, awesome. Because I think we were both going to- We were going to go see it with Alina, with your girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. The other day. We just didn't get a chance. You want to see it again. That's why I've seen it three times. Like- Anyone want to go with it? I'll, you haven't seen it yet? I'll go. Baz Luhrmann, so, man. He's the awesome. right guy to make a musical. Yeah. So I, I chose, um, I'm going to go with the the earlier version only because that's when um, a new branch was coming off of a certain genre of music. It's oh, like yeah. he was the, and that's why they call him the king, is because he, he amalgamated um, like blues with um the trending st- like the pop music it's like he was the first one to absolutely get that. it's mm-hmm. like no way like that's crazy well rock and roll existed but he put it on the map like he the performance like yeah, yeah he took that that um the music but he also evoked it absolutely and uh, just the way that he actually yeah became the music it was just yeah phenomenal to see mm-hmm. um so that's yeah that awesome would be, choice that would be, yeah the, the, the yeah. first one the second one is you too wicked oh yeah i just sweet. one of the best things i've always liked about you too is that they're so unique and again it's another um <clears throat> uh introduction of a style of rock that um that you you know the, the distinguishable um uh, of their music is is so so cool and because i'm a guitar player yeah i would have loved to like you know even just just oh the edge oh you want your guitar can you imagine hearing yeah. the edge doing that like i won't even be the tuning guy I'll just sunday bloody sunday you. and just hearing him like right like yeah. coming up with the riff to that though being in the studio like, the day that he you guys have room. no idea you guys have no yeah, clue this is gonna be, be played in every hockey game forever know, right? during yeah. warm-ups <clears throat> yeah so but just just to see the process more so the um the guitar player um the edge because it's just how do you get that sound the tones um the guitar and and just the uh, the structuring of it um it, you know it it's just yeah it just blows my mind just yeah there's so much uh history there too absolutely there is yeah yeah um third on my list is uh and i forgot to mention this artist during my um upbringing and all the people that were, were very instrumental in in uh in uh influencing me and it's Joe Satriani. Joe Satriani is, <clears throat> I think, the the godfather of um, instrumental guitar rock, and that's it. And selling it as a package. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we have Santana, and, yeah. but he's got um, certain um, um, guest singers that come along and sing, and he's got his own stuff. That's that's cool, and that was amazing. But it was just the timing of of my upbringing, Joe Satriani, just him i've got i'm reading his book right now and it's just so cool that he was like yeah i just want to i want to get my ideas on on record and i i just no one wants no other band because he was in band at the time no one wants these particular sounds or this type of um, music in so i just i just need to do it and that's the thing about following your passion you just like i you know i'm being told to do this but i want to do this mm-hmm. and so that's um that's what he did and and he's yeah he's done so well on it and so, um, and he's such an influence uh, on my playing. So it'd just be so, so cool just to be there and, and watch, you know, yeah. and to watch him do it. And for sure. And again, yeah. So um, <clears throat> now going back to, going back a little bit more in the past, I've always had, I've always been a fan of The Doors. Nice. Ooh, cool. Just, yeah. Just to see that magic happen. 
down and you know and just like what is this guy Jim Morrison yeah. like and and he's a poet man yeah like, he was such an there's artist only three of them like three and there's just guitars that's that's it like the bass is is uh, Ray Manzarek just yeah. playing the the keyboard mm-hmm. but but just to be there and watch how he gets into um the the zone of of getting um that creepiness and and hugely controversial stuff yeah. on the record and have you guys seen um oliver stones oh yeah there's, yeah, yeah. You know, there's a the part where you know yeah. there's a couple of things that got him singing again yeah <laughs> it's just like ah, okay i'll turn my head for this one. yeah but uh but yeah just just it's so it's such a mystery well your buddy uh, Alvis isn't uh isn't boy to that either <laughs> yeah, let's be right. honest yeah, i don't know true. if they mentioned that in the movie but <laughs> no they didn't no they're like they gloss over the age of priscilla when they started <laughs> yeah, that's right so uh, yeah val comer is amazing he's um, yeah. have you seen the movie i oh, haven't no oh, oh man. my goodness yeah. oliver stone it was yeah the doors i think it was 1988 89 something like that right yes maybe, maybe 90 something like that yeah um and yeah, yeah val comer played jim morrison and oh cool yeah yeah, brilliant yeah. i think oh, it was yeah. nominated for it even it was brilliant it was yeah, yeah. super cool. cool uh last one um and then not in any order but um just just ones that uh, are very interesting to me sounds like you've like listened to the podcast before you know that i say <laughs> n- never in any order by oh way. yeah that's a john thing every episode <laughs> all right every episode yeah, so not in any particular order yeah. and then usually actually he'll he'll top it off with giving what is but number honestly one is. this one's probably but the top one first. is definitely <laughs> so there is an <laughs> order right. there, yeah, yeah that's right okay last but not least yeah Hans Zimmerman. Nice. Awesome. Like of all epic. Ahead of John Williams. Uh, yeah. Well, of people all always, names. I know. I know. I'm like, that's why I'm blown away right now. I'm like, is this like, Wait a minute. You know what's it's funny? Is that that's probably, that's why it's happened. That's why. Not on my list. You were a Zimmer fan. Yeah. It was just, just lately I've been, I've been um, uh, amazed by, by some of the stuff. He's got a couple of courses. Uh, I actually, uh, he's got some, um, some plugins for um for logic and, and uh, like midis and stuff yeah what it's oh it's amazing so he's recorded his own strings he's got his own uh plugin for um uh, c- cinematic drums amazing stuff so it's just like oh dude like i'd like to shove over yeah beside the mixing table and just go okay do it man i, I want to see this i want to see how you're yeah getting all of this uh into and i mean that's one of the things i do when i want to when I'm not inspired to write, I'm kind of like in a rut. I'll just turn on some movie music. Yeah, man. That mm-hmm. will like, that will mm-hmm. just evoke you to feel a certain way. You'll hear a couple of a notes or even a chord and it's like, pause, yeah. run to my guitar. And yeah. yeah. So, so Hans, yeah, definitely. I think, exactly, I mean, cool, yeah. John Williams has got like the, 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 he's got the epic, like he's got I, the, he's got the Star Wars. He's got the Indiana That was Jones. the one that I was going to bring up earlier when you were mentioning, it's like, oh, there's no famous Williams, if your name, if your last name is oh, Williams, right. then we hate you. Yes. Nobody. And goes, I was but, like, ah, oh, yes, but there's one, and it's on the tip of my tongue, but I forgot what it was. Yeah. But Hans Zimmer, Zimmer actually does my my favorite movie of all time. Yeah. Not best, but favorite. Um, he does this. He does the score for that movie. And if you haven't heard the score, it's. I used to play it at nighttime. Actually, we're joking about listening to stuff. But I would actually play this at bed when the movie came out because I loved it that much. No way. Which is the Inter- Interstellar soundtrack. Oh, okay, yeah. With Christopher yep. Nolan. Oh, my goodness. Interstellar. And he, it just, I can hear it in my yeah. head now. Yeah. Um, my ringtone to wake up even at one point was that scene where they're like going through the cornfield. Yes. And they're tracking like the the, 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 the plane, the autopilot plane yep. that was still flying. Yeah. Um, 
it's, I could hear it in my head as it's, and it was just so, it was unbelievable the genius behind him making the score yeah. to that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he did um, Dunkirk and stuff as well, too. And um, Dunkirk had that cool scale I told you about, John, where like yeah, the I've sound heard, is made. I, yeah, so I, it sounds like it's always escalating in tension. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, no, Zimmer's. And that's yeah. in the background of the entire film. Yeah, it runs the yeah. score of the whole film. Incredible. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Interstellar, yeah. though, my favorite movie soundtrack oh, it probably it's ever. It's haunting. I remember it's after I watched that show, it's a long one, but it's so slow moving, but such a build. Oh, man. Uh, I left it and I was like, oh, I don't know if I can watch that movie again. It's just mm. like I felt so crushed I, oh. because of the time lapse and, and the love and the, you know, and the, these unanswered questions that were like, yeah. See, I, I was like, I was in tears and I it takes a lot. Move mountains to make me cry. Yeah. And I was like. Yeah. I, as a as a father, like yes. just that power of love being oh, the most powerful force in yep. the universe, yep. it floored me. It rocked yeah. me to my core. I've mentioned yeah. it so many times. I mentioned it to you. I mentioned it to anyone that hear it. It's yeah. like yeah, just Stellar's oh, it is. But that soundtrack was part of it. it I don't did know. The movie like, take the soundtrack out. Lost over that. Really? Yeah. Interstellar, yeah. dude. Because yeah. I remember seeing that in theaters. Actually. Yeah, I oh, love really? that movie. Yeah. I saw it a few times in theaters. Yeah. I mean, there's other movies like Star Wars and certain movies that yep. bring joy to Matrix totally. and we talked about earlier and all that stuff. But um, yeah, Interstellar just rocked me to my yep. core. And again, soundtrack. Yeah. Hans Zimmer. What a choice. Yeah. yeah he's fantastic. Oh, yeah. He's a genius. Oh, yeah. That's wicked. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Really we're talking. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about um, modern. Uh, just as a sidebar now, almost like an honorable mention to everything. Um, but um, modern composers too. another person who I think I would love to do just see a day in his in his job and watch him do what he does as a composer mm -hmm. is Trent Reznor. Oh, he's yeah. become like the top guy right now in Hollywood for, for scores. Like if you need a score done and you want it top done elite. Yeah. Look it up. Really? Trent Reznor. Yeah. Why am I blanking on some of his stuff? Trent Reznor was from nine inch nails and he's yeah. a lead singer of nine inch nails and yeah. he's scored like half mm -hmm. of the blockbuster movies over yeah. the last bunch of years. Like I he's the guy. That's cool. Wow. Trent, yeah, because uh, the history that he has is, yeah, hard rock. And and uh, that's what I know him from. So the fact that you're saying uh, that he's using music scores, that's such a, a transition from yeah. that yeah. to a different, yeah. And, yeah. and that's so different. Like just, I've tried it. You, you throw up a, uh, a movie and you stick it in there with, with logic, which I use. And, mm. and then you've got to, You've got to evoke sound from visual. And right. it's so cool because, yeah. yeah just, wow. Also, another cool thing about Trent Reznor, I've told this story live at shows, but um, after Johnny Cash did his version of Hurt, um, mm. Trent Reznor said he will never play that song live again. And he hasn't mm. played it since. Nine Inch Nails will not play Hurt because he said Johnny, Johnny now owns that song forever. That's huh. cool. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, wow. when we do our live shows, it's, it's like a pop-up video, just giving like random facts to people. During <laughs> That's cool. The show. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Now everyone knows, wow. go uh, look up Trent Reznor and all the cool stuff. He did like the social network and stuff. Um, I'm trying to get a couple. Oh, for you okay. guys. Yeah, yeah. I knew off the top of my head. He did social network. Um, he did Mank. That movie won a bunch of Academy Awards a couple years ago in 2020, hmm. um, with Gary Oldman, um, Gone Girl. Um, he actually did, uh, the Twin Peaks remake them oh, cool. yeah like like nice. tons of stuff um yeah. girl the dragon tattoo all of them um he's become Sweet. like yeah the guy that people go to for incredible that's yeah. cool crazy right to go yeah. from the yeah. nine inch nails front yeah. man yeah to now you're making like the gone girl academy award yeah 70 composer 74 things that's crazy it's almost like the modern day <laughs> uh classical music conductor or, or orchestra or, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, like, yeah that's the type of music that he's that's like that kind of stuff being yeah. written yeah do you guys remember that uh, that disney movie that came out last year soul 
it was like a Pixar movie about like the, it was a um, black musician that he lived in like New Orleans and he dies. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. He, right? I'll show you even the picture and you'll recognize. No, no, I recognize yeah. it. It was, yeah, like all jazz and stuff. Yeah, it was like, like jazz and stuff, right? That movie Soul. Um, So he, he mm. did that. Like Disney wow. Pixar, he did the literally this. That's cool. He composed cool. the entire Watchmen, the movie The Watchmen and the show The Watchmen. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, man. He's done. Yeah. Bird Box. <laughs> All that stuff was was him, was Trent Reznor. Cool. Crazy, eh? All yeah. the classics, you know. Patriots Day. <laughs> Sorry, Mark Wahlberg. So there we go. Sweet. Cool. Little bonus. Bonus answer. I think that was also not our longest top fives. No, that was a shorter top five. It was. We're yeah. definitely way past the barrier of the longest uh, episode ever, though. We Which are. is totally cool. I'm okay with that. It is cool. So at this point, I think, um, yeah, we'll put a bow on the episode here shortly. Yeah. Jonathan, are, before we let yeah. you go and we do our our, our sign off, um, anything else you want to add, man? You want We, we talked about signs. And well, we could probably that. actually incorporate it into Like, what do you got coming up, man? Yeah, there you what, go. What, yeah, what together. Else, what, yeah. what else is on the radar? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just meeting with uh, the band and doing rehearsals um, for the first time. Actually, I'm going to be meeting uh, a bass player uh, that has been chosen for the band. Uh, and this is all thanks to um, Mike Shell of uh, LMS Records. He's been really extremely helpful in helping me kind of guide me through certain steps and get me um, get me started. So, yeah, he's been instrumental in putting that together. So, yeah. Uh, so, I'll be meeting with um, Amanda Dean, uh, who is the um, featured artist on Signs. So, yes. she's going to be performing right. with me. Awesome. And, yeah. And then her um, her husband, Brian Dean, he's an amazing piano uh, player and, uh, and vocalist. Uh, then I've got Scott Gamble. He's a drummer. And Adam uh, McGregor, or... Um, McGregor, Adam McGregor. I think that's it. Yeah. Um, so it's a five piece band. It's amazing. Nice. And, and all cool. of these guys are like super talented. Like, yeah. it's like what? So, yeah. um, uh, Scott Gamble played drums for signs. Yeah. So nice. Yeah. Nice. So yeah. he's already familiar with it. He yeah, is. Exactly. Nice. Thankfully. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. So in a couple of weeks, um, yeah, we, we started and then, uh, I think, um, mid October, late October, I'll we'll have something set so we can actually perform for the first. Well, let us know, um, yeah. the first show even, uh, yeah. let alone other ones. And we'll, we'll hype it up here too. And if we're anywhere, anywhere in the vicinity, yeah. we'll make sure we come by and watch it. For oh sure. yeah. For like sure. we'll come and support you. Yeah. 100%, yeah. 100%, 100%, yeah. Yeah. Thanks yeah. guys. Yeah. Sweet. And likewise. Yeah. I got to come see you guys. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, thanks so much for, uh, for being on here, man. Oh, it's yeah. been a real privilege. Jay, you got anything else you want to say before we, I think, uh, we'll we got just, lots coming up this yeah. month, man. Yeah. We'll shout out. We got the rib fest will be done by the time. So we'll give a highlight on that, how that went. Um, end of the month, we still have our secret show that literally was in discussions. It might be happening. It might not be happening on the 26th. Yeah. Um, I'll know by the next podcast for sure if we're doing that one or not, but Sweet. fingers crossed. I just don't want to say that we were in discussions to do it. And then they decided it's not going to happen after all. And yeah. yeah. But um, otherwise, yeah. we're playing the hub every Tuesday. Yes, this month's Scotch coming up. Creek Cup. So if anyone has, if you're out and about PM. the shoe shop, yeah, check that out. Even if you're in Kamloops, it's worth the show. Like it's seven to nine on a Tuesday. Why not? Eh? It is. Yeah. What um, else are you doing on Tuesday night in the summer, man? I remember back in the day, it used to be cheap movies on Tuesdays. Now that's not even a thing. It's not <laughs> even. It's not even cheap Tuesdays. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like true. Tuesday sucks unless you're going to the Scotch Creek Hub. So come on, let's just go listen to some music, man. There we go, man. That's it. We're cool. That's it. Sweet. All right. I think uh, I think we're good, man. We're just under two hours and twenty minutes. That's wicked. Wow. What a uh, episode. This is episode twenty three. I need like a recap episode. Like, oh. hey, how are you feeling after that last episode? 
That will be the next episode. It'll, it'll episode be the, 24. Yeah, exactly. It's so like, you're it's still listening. Half hour. You're yeah, still exactly. listening to yeah. loops. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, if you're listening to us now and you're still uh, enjoying the beautiful sounds of our voices, then uh, thank you. We appreciate it. Go shoot Jonathan um, so a follow on Instagram. Shoot him a follow on Facebook and shoot him a follow and support him on Spotify. Jonathan, before we sign off, shoot us your handles, man, so everyone knows where to find mm, you. You betcha. Yeah, website is jonathanofficialmusic.com and then uh, Jonathan Official Music on everywhere else, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Uh, but yeah, Instagram and Facebook is usually where you, you'll find me. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Thanks so much, man. It's been a blast. And uh, yeah, we appreciate you coming on. Oh, I'm, I'm honored to be here. Sweet, buddy. Yeah, cool. All awesome. right. Cool, dude. Well, until next time, enjoy the rest of uh, everybody's week out there. Keep on keeping on, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.